Introducing Marvel, Talking Superheroes, and X-Men. This is my... Too. Three separate voice sound activators let you control what they say. I, Spider-Man. And do. I want to eat your brain. Spider-Sense tingling. Marvel talking superheroes and X-Men. Each sold separately from Toy Biz. Oh, yeah, take, take a second. <laughs> uh, you yeah. know what's funny is that my hair just bumped the microphone, my sort of pompadour that I've got going on here. Wouldn't it be a Starglyph that was like the loudest crash sound in the world? Like the Hindenburg, yeah. Yeah. Did they actually have sound of the Hindenburg crashing or just that that idiot screaming, oh, the humanity? Could I... you, I'm sorry, real quick. Yeah, Could you imagine you're watching a horrible disaster, people are dying in front of your eyes, and you go, oh, the humanity. Like, what a different time. Yeah, that was would probably not be the phrase that would come to mind. Why probably isn't that, say, holy shit. Right, that was what I was going to say. Why isn't that video just the man screaming, holy shit, the Hindenburg. <laughs> it's fucking crashing. But no, oh, the humanity, ladies and gentlemen. It's funny because two seconds after he says that, people don't play the rest of the clip. Like two seconds after that, he actually starts like weeping. It's very sad. I have never seen this clip you're, of which you're speaking. The Hindenburg crash. Yes, I've never, never watched seen the it. clip. Well, it doesn't end well. Unlike you, Spoiler I don't alert. find death entertaining. I don't find death entertaining either. You know I refuse to watch videos of JFK. Do I know this about you that you don't watch just videos of him being shot or videos of JFK in general? <laughs> Any video. That man had blood on his hands, um, as all presidents do. This Memorial Day, take time to consider all the people strangled by presidents. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look, Teddy Roosevelt, he marched up San Juan Hill and he strangled a Spanish man to death with his bare hands. Andrew Jackson. Well, Andrew Jackson is just a, just a genocidal maniac, like an actual monster in history he is i kind of wish that at the end of hamilton we had some kind of like post bows scene with andrew jackson vowing to destroy the bus that hamilton created and it's kind of like a to be continued type of thing where he like oh maybe they could do like at the end of this is a very specific reference but you yeah. know it at the end of act one of how to succeed in business really trying without yes. really trying yes how to succeed in business really trying <laughs> And how to succeed in business without really trying. At the end of Act One, we've got our, our two romantic heroes singing about each other, you know, and then the bad guy of the play, Bud Frump. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've heard of him. Yes. Bud Frump pops up and sings, I will return. Honestly, I, so I made a playlist on Spotify recently of Act One finales, and that's on there because that's one of my favorite Act One finales because of the very dramatic singing of I will return. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm picturing is like some – um so – for those of you who don't know, uh, Hamilton's Bank of the United States, also known as the bus, Andrew Jackson sought out to and destroyed in, I believe, 1832. In and um, he, correct me if I'm wrong, but, and I just would really love a dramatic post-bow scene in Hamilton where we get to see that anger grow um, because it's left like, you know, he created this great financial system. I couldn't destroy it if I tried, and I tried. And someone tried, and they did. And then Andrew Jackson came along, and he did. I've never seen ha uh, I've never seen Hamilton. I'm going to yeah. leave it me going, after I fucked up. Um, <laughs> I've never seen Hamilton, and I don't have a playlist that's as good as Act 1 finales. But on my Spotify, I have you a playlist do. that is just called Broadway Bullshit. Oh. And it's created by me. Mm -hmm. um, what's my name again? Danny. Uh, I, th I was hoping you would do a funny bit, 
from Hamilton. I'd like the Aaron Burst or what I don't know. No, you're I've never saying. seen. You haven't Hamilton. seen Hamilton. You don't get a Hamilton joke about you. You can't make a reference for me. No, you can't help me out here. You can't spot me a Hamilton joke. No, fine. Well, on my Broadway bullshit playlist, I just have songs from Broadway shows that sort of recharge me in a way. I listen to them and they provide me with strength. You know where this is. For going, instance, guys. the Legend of Miss Baltimore Crabs. Of course, that's on everyone's. Um, you're timeless to me. The song that. Uh, Harvey Firestein in a in a in a a, a bodysuit, you know, like adding to his it, already voluptuous size. We've got Harvey Firestein with with fake uh, TNA, as they would say. In so the this Broadway line. playlist, you have the Broadway versions on. These not are the, the Broadway. Okay. The movie versions are interesting because I don't. I love the song "Timeless" to me, and I enjoy Christopher Walken's performance. If I could splice him in with Harvey Firestein as the, you know. Um, you wear a wig while I wrote the pig. You know, that Harvey Fire. If I could splice them together, that'd be fabulous. But. See, but I like John Travolta's because when he says that, he squeals a little like a pig. And Yes, but, and but John Travolta that. does that involuntarily. Yeah, no. I mean, if you hug John Travolta too tight, he'll literally go. <laughs> it's disgusting. Okay, well, that was the sound I meant he made. No, I'm telling you that he is very pig-like, naturally. Um, I mean, think about the way he says Sandy. It's almost a squeal. Yeah, no, I I agree. He's definitely got a squeal. I just didn't think he had a. Oh, I can't even make that sound. You just made. Or the. I can't do. That. I wish you could see his face. That's a cat. That's not a pig. Um, I gotta work on my pig squeal. Anyway, welcome to the pants are too tight. Best name for a podcast ever. Uh, Danny and Molly here. We are. Uh, you know. Well, okay. Here's the I thing. wasn't sure if we were doing the Well, you the didn't spiel. let me finish my Broadway thing. Okay, but- We're but, always doing the spiel. The spiel is every episode. We it has were, to we happen. we were six minutes in and we didn't welcome them. I mean, look, <laughs> sometimes you come to a party and people are in the middle of a conversation and you just join that conversation and then eventually they go like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think to take your shoes. And then they take your shoes off because that's what happens at this kind of party. And they just kind of throw them away and they're like, Whoosh! and your shoes are just, but they land next to each other. And so you're like, like, that guy can the wine. Hey, you make the wine. Welcome to Wado's Vineyard. It's funny because you said that you make of the wine, and I understood that it was just because of stomping on the grapes, but you sounded so much like Watto. <laughs> I was trying to do Adam Sandler's Italian mm-hmm. accent, yeah. and it, it does – his sounds like Watto. I would love if Adam Sandler played Watto. He's kind of got the head, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. I Yeah, no, it's – yeah. I, I, have a, I have a slave, and she has No, but now you have to yell. I can't do the Adam Sandler yell. That's a great yell. I, I have to work. Okay, I'll work yell. on my pig squealing noise and my Adam Sandler yell. That's all I ask. <laughs> the, the boy is more valuable than the pod. <laughs> I would love him trying to seriously deliver Watto dialogue. Republic credits are no good. I need something more real. <laughs> <laughs> Just, he never leaves his little like old lady voice. He does. <laughs> oh, Adam. Oh. Anyway, um, anyway. Uh, so the pants are too tight. What this show is about, it clearly is the Broadway stage, the great white way. Um, no, this show, this show is about how me and Molly, two okay. siblings, for our whole lives we've been siblings, never been anything else. Right. Siblings, the two of us. Well, we were we, enemies for a short time. Yeah, I'd say for me, ages like, oh, a good age is 10 to 26, yeah. Molly and I were enemies. Um. And we, but we, we we were still siblings during that time. No, 
the really? bond was cut. Yeah, oh, I didn't know it. Oh, did you do the thing where you sort of rip off the corner of your shirt and you start saying a, a Yiddish sort of phrase, a Hebrew pair, perhaps? No, um, I just convinced you you were adopted and well, adopted siblings are siblings. No, no, you didn't let me finish. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that yeah, you yeah, were no, yeah, adopted yeah. and then abandoned, mm. and we, <laughs> <laughs> we just took you in. But I never considered you. A <laughs> Yeah, I'll never forget they when that first Avengers movie came out. There's the joke where they're talking about how evil Loki is, and then they look at Thor and they're like, "That's your brother." And Thor goes like, "He's adopted." And um, the the like you just made him Tim Curry. He's adopted. <laughs> I would love if Thor made little Tim Curry noises after he did like all his things. You know, I would not. You know, just like by Odin's beard. <laughs> space uh look i just feel like oh so anyway when the first avengers came out like there was like a council of like adopted uh like parents who adopt children that were like that's offensive to make that joke about like he's somehow less your brother because he's adopted but then in thor they clearly didn't care because in thor ragnarok they do they do a full out call back to that with loki saying thor's adopted Um, well i don't think that he means it as he's less his brother. It's mm-hmm. just he, I do not share his evil bloodline. Well, see, that's here's this idea, you're and he is adopted. Yes, he it's is not literally, just a. He is literally an adopted frost giant. But I would argue that the notion of alert. the note for the first Thor, <laughs> who's in the quarantine, who's like, I gotta, I gotta check out that first. It Thor was again. more of a joke. Spoiler it was alert. More of a joke spoiler. I'm gonna mock you. We're enemies again. <laughs> right back to ages 11 through 26. I'm not 26 yet. The point is, is there a point, Danny? The pants are too the tight. Are is a show tight. all about the little things. Yeah, but not in the good way. Not in the little things that make life worth living. The pants are too tight. Is about the little things that dig into your stomach and. Twist like a knife, well, and they always they say that. I'm just, a little concerned. They burn inside you like bad oysters, and you just you feel them all day until eventually you start a podcast to talk about them. And yeah. if I may, one thing that's twisting inside me right now, like the bad oysters, I think that was Spanish, what? French. I don't know what that accent. Wait, was. if you're about to introduce a topic, don't no. do it yet. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not introducing any sort of topic. Okay. I'm finishing my playlist. <laughs> I'm giving you the highlights real quick. I have um, no control from the SpongeBob musical, which is a David Bowie song that they very lightly rethemed. Um, for instance, it's like the lyrics in the original are um, "Sit tight in your corner." Don't tell God your plans. It's all deranged. No control. Well, in the Broadway version, they just say, um, no point in making plans. Because it'd be weird if SpongeBob was telling you not to tell God your plans. <laughs> Don't tell God your plans. <laughs> that would be fucked that up. That was scary. I was not <laughs> expecting that sound <laughs> to come out of you. A full volume SpongeBob. No. Yeah, no. Um, I have Don't Break the Rules from Catch Me If You Can. One day more from Les Mis. That's pretty standard. Um, and then I have a freak like we needs company from Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Oh. Which is the epitome of some Broadway bullshit. It is a a wild number. Is that the one that the Green Goblin sings? Yeah. If you're looking for a night out on the town, you just I don't like me. the motion your left hand 
No, your right hand was doing. I was doing sort of a sort of a down body rub. Yeah, like a it, pop. Star. It made me a little uncomfortable. I'm a sixty-five million dollar circus tragedy. Yeah, it's not a good song, but I need it. I get that, Sandy. See, I need. It. I have on my. Act One finales playlist. I do have a little bit of a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have um, a song from Newsies that is not the Act One finale. Um, I believe it's. Is it? I gotta look at it now. But because the actual Act One finale of Newsies is motherfucking Santa Fe, and that is not in the same vein as any other Act One finale. Is it you just know? a reprise of Santa Fe or is it the first time we're hearing it? I'm not familiar with the Broadway version. I've only seen the movie. Um, because I, I feel like if it's the first time we're hearing it, we should have heard that, you know, 20 minutes into the show. You know what I'm saying? You get the I want song. I think it's the top. first time. Yeah, it's the first time we hear Santa Fe. And it's not really, I get that it's the big like dream yeah, at but the, the end, dr- you but get the you dream. just have such a big number of seize the day right before that. Yes. And it feels like that should be what energizes us and gets us ready to go on to act two. So maybe you can call that the act one finale so, and Santa Fe is the act one epilogue. Well, that's genius. But yeah, so I, on my act one finale playlist, I do have seize the day on there, even though I know that's not the finale. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, just some housekeeping type things. Uh, Hamilton did come out on Disney Plus. I love that that's somehow housekeeping. Like, we are a podcast about Broadway, Hamilton, or Disney Plus. We are a podcast that mentions Disney Plus quite <laughs> well, often. I have some more. We, we talk a, a lot about I the had streaming. A, I had a question for oh, you, you about had a it. Quorum. It, wasn't just, it wasn't just announcing, like, hey, in today's news, <laughs> Hamilton came out this week. <laughs> well, I guess do that. It, like, you know, like we're the Disney dish or something. Like, no, The no. gondolas are open at uh, Disney's uh, newest resort, the Skyliner. Oh, and, I just... Um, yeah. I was just wondering, do you think that Disney saw a bunch of like an increase in subscriptions for Hamilton or do you think people just downloaded the free like said I up for the free trial just to watch Hamilton and then they'll cancel? Well, let me talk about this is an interesting topic in and of itself. Number 1, I am fascinated by streaming content. We did a whole episode about different streaming services. I'm fascinated by that kind of content because it seems so immeasurable whether or not it's actually working because they can't just look at like, well, we got a, a, a thousand new subscribers last week to our streaming service. Something like Netflix, I feel like they're almost at the peak. Like who's like it's got a plateau at a certain point. Like the number of people who are willing to pay eight dollars a month for Disney Plus, I feel like they're going to hit that number and they're going to stay at that number for a long time. Like I paid for Disney Plus relatively I started paying for Disney Plus relatively close to when it came out, when the service started, um, when I joined the service, actually, um, 501st in the Marine Corps, Molly. But no, I when the – by the way, in case you're wondering, the 501st is a Star Wars uh, battalion. <laughs> I did not have a real military call sign ready to go. <laughs> anyway, um, but but I, like I started paying towards when the service started and I'm just I'm just going to – I guess I'll just pay for it until I don't feel like paying for it anymore. Like – Till one like, of your siblings steps, steps up and starts paying. Till someone Plus. else in this household starts <laughs> footing the bill for my Disney Plus. No, um, <laughs> which is registered to a fake email because I register everything to random emails. And so it's an email that has, uh, look, I won't say what it is. I don't want to get emails, but it is, it is the name of one of the Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, um, 
my Venmo, if you'd like to send me some money, my Venmo is at official B Arthur. And that's something a lot of people don't know about. Is that my Venmo that's your fun fact. is at official B Arthur. I'm gonna start doing that as my fun fact in class, just in case like someone wants you to send totally me money. You should totally do it. Yeah, just like someone sends me five bucks. What or if something. people start sending you like requests for money? Though? I can decline them. I don't have to. If someone sends you a request on Venmo, that you don't have to pay them, right? No, no. You sound so unsure. But no one's ever requested something that I didn't want to pay. Them. I've always just paid people as sort of a spiteful. You're the last person I've paid on Venmo. I don't think I have Aww, the app anymore. That's sweet. I always, so I don't have a lot of storage on my phone and every time I need to Venmo somebody something, I have to re-download the app because I delete it after I use it because I don't have storage. For like a year, I couldn't get back into my Venmo and then I finally could and I had owed someone $5, literally $5. Mm-hmm. And I had paid them through like a weird, like the just my banking app that I have on my phone. Um Come come hack me. Come dox me. I don't care. I don't have any money. Um, through the banking app on my phone, I had sent them like a direct payment, mm-hmm. and I didn't know if they could accept it or not. So I sent them the $5 again. And just recently, this was in like October, this happened. Um, just recently, they sent me $5 because they had accidentally accepted both of those $5 payments. So they had taken 10 of my dollars. Wow. But I declined the $5 they sent me back because I want them to keep the money because I feel really bad that it took me so long to get back into the Venmo and that they didn't know if they had like, to me, it's like the, it, it's like the amount of time that this has taken is just worth giving them the $5. They but should have they, it. Didn't they have the $5 when you sent as them the it turns, app? As it turns out, yes, they had always had the $5. Is this a friend or like not it's a, it, No, it's a, good, it's a good friend. Oh, okay. I, it's I a, yeah, sure. it's, a good, it's the kind of good friend that I would just give the $5 anyway. I didn't care. But you would probably give your life savings to a good friend. I have. Will, oh, you know. I meant to break this off the air. Um, <laughs> Brunhilde needed an advance on the broom oh, she was buying, and it's a very nice broom. Um, Brunhilde's a witch? I don't know <laughs> if that was clear from the fact that her name was Brunhilde and she needed a broom. Wait, I was... Oh, Hamilton. Real yeah. quick, I gotta finish this. Okay. So with streaming, it's like... D- d- like the, the monetary nature of it is interesting to me because you might not necessarily see like a, a zillion new people subscribed. You might just see like, oh, like a hundred million people have seen Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. That's a big estimate. But some Netflix movies do get a hundred million people to watch them, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But like, so a hundred million people watch Hamilton on Netflix, on uh, Disney+, Plus. let's say. Disney presumably has to be like, well, this is a huge success. This is more than anyone's watched anything on our service. And presumably, a bunch of people signed up to watch it. Now, those people might leave the service immediately, like when I was dishonorably discharged. Mm-hmm. They might leave the service right away, Molly. But on, like, And then some of them might stay. But you can't just measure something's success by the number of new subscribers. Like, were people subscribing for The Mandalorian? Or did they just watch it because they already had Disney Plus? Well, that's what I was just wondering. I was just wondering if you think, like, I'm sure they have data of when mm-hmm. people signed up. Like, and they're was never going to tell us. Lo- no, I don't expect them to tell us. I'm just curious. Like, if yeah. you, but you thought, if you thought people would, do I'd... you think that... If someone gets pulled to a streaming service to watch something particular, yeah. like Hamilton, that they're going to stay. You know, I get it if it's a TV show. Like, you know, if you get pulled into The Mandalorian, you might keep Disney Plus because you want to see season two. Yeah. Whereas Hamilton, 
yes, you might want to watch it again and again and again and again and again, and then maybe you keep it. But also, it's like you're not waiting for more to come out from it. You know, like yeah, you're not expecting. Do you Hamilton stick around? Too. I figured you'd be a good person to ask because you very recently started your free trial yes. for HBO Max, and I decided to pay. And for he it. decided to pay because, for it. Listen, I uh, listen. HBO Max is owned by AT and T. It's a massive corporation. It's a conglomerate. It's eating up people's lives and dreams. So, you, so you're, they, you're gonna let it eat up people's <laughs> lives and you're gonna no, contribute money. You don't look to eating just, up people's <laughs> lives and their dreams. There is no such thing as an ethical. I need you all to know. Danny is wearing glasses, fake glasses, for this entire. No, podcast. they are. Right. I purchased them. Okay, well, they exist. They're not imaginary glasses. Yeah, so don't make them think I, like, drew them on my face with a marker. Okay, they are not his glasses. They are no, not prescription I don't, glasses. I do not need prescription glasses, but I really like wearing glasses. So I own several pairs of, like, s- stylish glasses. Okay, these are not stylish glasses. These, these are, like, are 1980s, 1980s yeah. glasses. I look like a woman at a church potluck is what I was saying to Molly because I haven't gotten a haircut since before the choir. And um, <laughs> that's, that's cool. People talk for quarantine. I think Lauren Lapkin is Lauren Lapkus might be the person who started calling it the core. Doesn't matter. Since before the quarantine, I have not had a haircut, and I hadn't had one for a while because I wasn't anticipating this. I wasn't looking at like the stock market and going like, "That's funny. Maybe that virus will come here." I was just living my life, and I don't get haircuts that often because I have bushy hair. Um, not George bushy hair. Uh, just bushy, like the adjective. I swear. Um, no, would you? Ma- could you imagine me with George Bush's hair? That'd be <laughs> no, disgusting. That I'm so such a, gross. I have such a big head, and the sort of floof of my my wavy hair helps hide that. With that crappy, like middle aged man, just race Bannon from Johnny Quest haircut. Mm-mm, I would look bad. You would. Um, his glasses, he thinks, makes him look like a church lady. Yeah. I think his glasses make him look like a 1980s, like, director type. Yeah. And I also think it does make him look a little like a pedophile because he did put that image in my head yesterday by no. telling me that. I, it's just because Stanley Tucci and the Lovely yes, Bones. Yes, no, that's exactly what he looks like. Stanley, yes. Stanley Tucci and the Lovely Bones, 100%. He's a balding man with uh, stubble. I'm a man with stubble and a lot of hair on my head. But he's got the glasses and the glasses are truly what make that character. I'm thinking of switching them out for a different pair of just attitude glasses because I really like wearing them and I because I have a okay listen for the viewing audience at home I know that you don't know what we look like we're so anonymous you'd probably can figure it out the point is <laughs> um, I have a huge head and I need to like I just need to cover part of it and I can't wear something more stylish than glasses it wouldn't fit with my face the point is hbo max they're a giant company they don't need me shilling for them they don't need me talking about how great their services or whatever it's a giant company if you can steal from them steal from them (laughs) um but 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 I really am enjoying HBO Max, and so I decided to pay for it at least for a month, and I'll probably end up paying for it until I die. I just, look, they have a lot of old movies, and that's kind of what I'm missing from the other streaming services, is what's great about HBO Max is they have random bullshit. Like, there's a movie called Collision Course, which is a very low-budget 80s movie where Jay Leno teams up with Pat Morita and their buddy cops who don't quite get along. Um, no other streaming service would carry that. I can't imagine <laughs> Netflix going like, oh, we gotta put Collision Course on here. They got like Jumpin' Jack Flash with Whoopi Goldberg. They've got Xanadu. Hell yeah. Like, 
they have some random bullshit. And also, I as the audience probably knows, I'm obviously paying money to the DC Universe streaming app, and it's it's a very safe bet that that's about to go away, probably by the end of the year. So, you know, I'm assuming all that DC content is just going to go to HBO, and I'll just have to go back to reading digital comics elsewhere. So yeah, I just, I'm enjoying HBO Max very much. I think it's not a bad deal for the money. I think it could be a better deal for the money. I think it actually will be once there's more exclusive content. But you know, I'm in it. I I, I enjoy it. Um, um, and it's purple, which is a very chill color. It's like that pink purple, not that, not that other kind of purple. Yeah. Not the blue purple. I like a pinkish purple. You, know? you do. Oh, I love a pink purple. Hey, daddy, you want to um, give me a pink speaking purple? Speaking of streaming, we do have Psych, the movie 2, mm. coming out next week. More July housekeeping. 15th. The house is being I, I'm, kept. I'm kept, kept keeping this because I want everyone to watch Psych the Movie 2 so that we can get a Psych the Movie 3. I think it's happening whether anyone watches or not. I think if I, James I, Roday... I do think so. I think if James Roday, Maggie Lawson, Dulé Hill, Timothy O'Munson, I think if they all have to... Even Kurt Fuller. I think if they all just at home have to whip out a camcorder and start just talking into it to make Psych 3... They should do a Psych Zoom movie, okay? It wouldn't make sense. It'd be hard to solve a mystery that way, but they could do it. Just they a psych FaceTime. I'd be down. Um, but psych. yeah, I do. I want everyone to watch it on Peacock. And that's Peacock. related to this because like, I don't know. Like, Will, we just use uh, some type of trial for Peacock? If they have one, I don't even know. Uh, or will we then keep Peacock post the psych film? Well, here's the thing. I'm paying for HBO Max now. Well, I I'm paying for a good number of the streaming services in this household. I, I wasn't expecting you to be paying for Peacock. Well, who's going to pay for it? James Roday? <laughs> no, I want Everybody tweet watch. at James Roday to pay for our Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> pay for two random people. No, I was talking mainly about myself. Like, I don't know what's going to be on Peacock and if it's really worth it per se. Well, they're going to have 30 Rock. They have a 30 Rock special coming out where they're going to announce the lineup of Peacock using the 30 Rock characters, which is honest to God right sounds now. like it does sound like an episode of 30 Rock because there's a lot of episodes of 30 Rock where they like joking. We have to do something for NBC. NBC yeah. Like that Super Bowl commercial. There's a Super Bowl commercial where they perform the finale number from How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Not the Act One finale, the actual the finale. finale, which is called Brotherhood of Man, which is a really, it's a really good song. It's the best song in the show. Danny and I are pretty obsessed with this song. We, we watched every YouTube video, including the song. Because kind there. of a weird, there's a weird number of like covers of this song. Like it pops up more than you'd expect a song from an old musical to. Um, and so there was this big, lavish NBC Super Bowl commercial that mainly focuses on the cast of 30 Rock, but features every show that was going to be on NBC that year, including like the Today Show and, yeah, and all this stuff. Yeah, good shots of Matt Lauer. Well, that's the problem, yeah. is that this is a fun commercial with a lot of TV shows where you're like, oh, I missed that show. And oh my gosh, remember that? That was only on the air for one year. You know, like lots of stuff like that. And but Matt then, Lauer comes up. But then you realize like, Half the people in this commercial are canceled with good reason. Literally, Donald Trump is in the commercial because The Apprentice was still on NBC at the time. Yeah. So literally the most canceled man in history is is in the commercial going, brotherhood of man. I don't want to do Trump. I know that's hacky. I know it's hacky to do a Trump impression, but that's literally – I think he just says you is his only word in the commercial. Is just, I think he just goes, yo, 
Because it's yeah, part of the, it's like it's part of the quick clip yeah. where they're just going by like all the they shows. have a lot of shows to get through. So some shows are just like clearly on the set of the show. They're just singing, but then like Parks and Rec, it's like Leslie Nope marching down the it's hall. It's a good commercial. Watch it. Watch it. Just be prepared characters. to be like a little like oh I don't. Yeah, no, it's a good commercial. But I mean, number one, you do have to. It does start with Alec Baldwin, which is always kind of a like having a bucket of water thrown on you to wake up in the morning. It's like oh god, and like it might not be that funny to you if you don't know the song Brotherhood of Man. And it's also probably not that funny if you're not familiar with the characters of 30 Rock because it opens with some 30 Rock jokes. Yeah. About like Jenna Maroney and whatever. Like, yeah. So, so, you know. You know. On second so, thought, don't watch this fucking yeah. <laughs> There's just some really good dancing towards the end. Like the whole cast it's, of it's SNL. It's really good dancing. We enjoy the dance very much. A cast of SNL long since gone. Kristen Wiig, Andy Samberg, Bill Hader. Musical guest. <laughs> And you get like, yeah, it's it's nice. It's a good. It's a Julia Louis Dreyfus. Even though Thirty Rock's a little canceled right now. I listen. Thirty Rock has always been canceled. I've said this so many times. It was not a polite comedy, and it never was. Nope. Molly, Um, do you have any more? Yes, I've got one more big one, Danny, that we have to talk about because how could we not talk about? Yes, recently I purchased a Blu-ray of Cats. I'm kidding. It was given to me as a gift. Um, yeah, this I'm is going to fucking right ruin now. my let life. Me, uh, let me look at the back. 40 plus minutes of bonus features. Now, the back of the box, interestingly, is Taylor Swift cat, Bombula Reina, the performer of the song McCavity. Um, McCavity is a mystery cat, Daniel. you see. He's called the Hidden Paw. Danny, the people do not care about the cats. I don't either. Go on. No. Um, a big thing. You know, we have to talk about it because we talked about it before and now it's come to fruition. The re-theming of Splash Mountain yes. was announced. Oh my God, you're right. We did a whole episode talking about movies that should have theme park rides and theme park rides that should be made to movies. And of course, Splash Mountain came up because we wanted to re-theme it. Now, at the time, my pitch was to re-theme it to The Emperor's New Groove because- Mine as well. I love The Emperor's New Groove. I think it needs more attractions based on it, namely any attractions based on it. I just love that movie, and it is aging like a fine wine. (laughs) The Emperor's New Groove is better every day. It is, Molly, it's timeless to me. It's timeless. It's like a broken down Chevy. All it needs is a fresh coat of paint. Um, It's like a fatal disease, babe, and there ain't no cure, so let this fever rage. Let it rage on, Danny. Some folks don't get it, but we never sweat it, because we know that time is our friend. You're timeless to me. He and Squeal get a pay guy. I I can't do the squeal. But yeah, so we wanted it to be Emperor's New Groove just because we want an Emperor's New Groove ride for the record. It was a pitch I made years ago. That being said, I did sign the petition initially for it to be Princess and the Frog themed. And um, here we are with the Princess and the Frog Retheming going yeah. on, re- now, rebranding, retheming. I'm a huge fan of the Princess and the Frog, Danny but I have the Princess and the Frog. A long for a long time now, I have had I have always had the problem of her being a frog for too much of the movie, and I am very happy to see that issue sort of adopted into the modern discourse and seeing other people talking about it. Obviously, I'm not the first person in the world. <laughs> I just feel very validated by a lot of of um, Princess and the Frog talk. Now, granted, it is all connected to a larger issue: racism. But it's just a problem I've always had because it'd be weird if Cinderella wasn't Cinderella for 80% of the movie. It just always bugged me. Right. Um, and I just feel like I, I, I feel like that's always been an issue of mine since I was a youth. But I do love Princess and the Frog. I do like the music in that movie. I just like that movie a lot. Danny so does. Feel- and Danny, Danny's been really into Princess and the Frog like since it really came out. Like yeah. I – have I saw it like two years ago, I think, for the first time or something. Like mm-hmm. I was very late 
I made you watch it for my birthday. You did. My for my birthday, I made everyone in my family. So he was having not a great birthday, as as I often do. Yeah, and he was very stressed out, and so we just decided to take like a little ride to Target. And Danny went to Target and he found Princess and the Frog and he was yeah. like, I'm going to buy it. And he bought it and we watched it and that really turned his birthday around. It honestly, like I just chilled out and I just watched Princess and the Frog and I just felt really recharged, which is a phrase I've been using a lot on this podcast, but not in real life. Um, Danny, I think you just, you feel so recharged because I think every character in that movie is a personality of yours. Yeah, I listen. Have I been known to sing and dance while stirring a big pot of gumbo a la Mama Odie? Yes, frequently. Have I sometimes been making a dish like chili or something here in the home and looked into the dish I'm making and said out loud to myself, gumbo, gumbo in the pot. We need answers. What you got? Have I said yes? Okay. Do I sometimes try to do a split and then stand up like Dr. Facilier and pull a groin muscle and have to go to the emergency? Absolutely. I do believe that a, a star named Evangeline is in love with me and I will sing at the stars. Um, the first play I ever wrote, I named a character Evangeline because I liked The Princess and the Frog. That's that true. being said, that character had nothing to do with the star that the Firefly thinks loves him. Oh, maybe she thought she was a star. Oh, she was. Yeah, she was a movie star. Oh, was that what I meant when I was like 14 and I tried to write a play? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what you meant. You didn't just like Yeah, that's the ticket. Um. Danny also, so before I ever saw Princess and the Frog, Danny had seen a lot of the commercials for Princess and the Frog and would sing the song Dig a Little Deeper a lot. And my favorite thing about that is that Danny, if you haven't noticed, when he sings, he can get a little loopy. And he would very much scream sing this song. And it fills me (laughs) with such joy to have this child scream singing Dig a Little Deeper. Um, And... But my favorite part is, of course, that, that I would he change would change the lyrics. the lyrics. And it was it was fun. Changing the lyrics to the song is something everyone in the world does. Um, but sometimes you find one that really sticks in your head and you end up forgetting the real world. Uh, real world. The real words. And so for Princess and the Frog, somehow I got it in my head. Um, <laughs> you got to dig a little deeper like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the beloved basketball player. And star of the film Airplane. I don't know why. It just somehow that fit in. It, and it does fit. Yeah. It, yeah. Something, his name is perfect because it's so many syllables, but it's the right number for that song. And so. And but it was funny because Danny is not a basketball fan. No, I. And think I, I was knew just so much was. more shocked that he knew Kareem so. Like in the front of his head that he yeah. could just throw that into the song. Molly does like basketball a little more than I do. She knows more about it, certainly. Um, I don't know anything about basketball. I just know who Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is. He's the guy who would wear those goggles when he would play the the basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> the point is. We're um, excited about Princess and the Yeah, Frog. I'm very excited. I think it's a great idea to theme it not directly after the movie, but just the notion of Princess Tiana. And I like rides that are semi-sequels to movies. Yeah. Except... My another little pet peeve of mine. This is a show about the little things. That Finding Nemo ride drives me nuts. Oh, yeah, that, the one that's... in in um not the submarines in California. <gasps> excuse me, in California. The one in Florida where you're in a clamshell, I love the haunted mansion. You're in an Omni mover. Hate the plot line of that ride. Here's the thing: it's a Finding Nemo ride. Just theme it after the movie Finding Nemo. They go through all the adventure moments. Right. Of Finding Nemo, the film. But for some reason, they insist on going like, 
you know, like Marlon is swimming along and he sees Dory and he's like, Dory, Nemo's missing again. And then she's like, who are you? And it's like she has short term memory loss, but like she does know who Marlon is by the end of the film. And so like they just do the movie again, but they keep talking about how it's already happened once. Yeah, so it's like if the sequel was the identical movie. Which, so it's a Home Alone 2. Yeah. And the difference being Home Alone 2 at least has different jokes in it. Um, well, it also is different. Like, he isn't Home Alone. People, I, this this is a pet peeve of mine. Everybody gets on Home Alone 2 being like, it's the exact same movie as the first I one. I just did. And it it's not. Like, we can't pretend being Home Alone and being lost in New York City as a child are the same thing. But we can pretend that Tim Curry saying I love you is is all we need instead of like Well, yeah, and that's a whole other element. Like in I love you. In the first Home Alone, you just have the creepy man who lives next door who turns out to not be creepy and the what Spoiler bandits. alert. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ, Molly, you're <laughs> giving away the whole tension of the film. Now when Kevin McAllister arrives in the church on Christmas Eve, people will be like, I know he's not scary. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I ruined that for all of you. Um, and and you have the wet bandits. In Home Alone 2, you have this whole added element of you have like the bird lady who turns out, spoiler alert, to not be creepy. Well, that's kind of a retread. Right. But you have her. You have the wet bandits. And then you have who – who are now the sticky bandits. And yeah. then you have – the whole hotel element of the evil Tim Curry and all this. Like there's – it feels like a very long movie, the second one, because there are so many different elements to it. Um, and it's a different film and I really wish people would stop Dude, harassing Home Alone 2 like that. Look, you know I like Home Alone 2. I love Home Alone 2. Molly thinks I'm psychotic because I just took a moment to clean and my And there's glasses. the element of the toy store. Like, my God, there's so much in that Mr. one Mr. Duncan's toy store. Yeah. Where he gives him the two turtle doves, and as long as they have them, it doesn't matter how far they're uh, apart. Right. They're always and this isn't them. about Kevin being home alone. This is about Kevin stopping a major robbery. A major robbery that would defund a children's hospital on Christmas yeah. Eve. Truly an evil crime. One year in my uh, high school chorus, we had to sing the song from Home Alone 2, which is just the theme to Home Alone, the little... Somewhere in my something. Yeah. So it's... uh, But there's lyrics to it. Yeah, somewhere in my something. It's specifically from Home Alone 2. It's somewhere in my memories... All the yeah, dreams what they're singing live within Buzz does the me. fucking candles behind his head. Yeah. Oh, that infuriates me. The fact that they get mad at Kevin when Buzz is clearly being a mm. dick. Look, they made Kevin McAllister me. get in the bed with a bedwetting child who was maliciously drinking a Pepsi. <laughs> the way that child drinks his Pepsi is the way – that's disgusting. Danny is wearing those glasses right now that, that kid wearing, wears. And I am drinking a diet soda, but I don't wet the bed. Not anymore. They give me pills. I don't have to. I don't. I, I can wake up sometimes. I hadn't went to bed in a whole t- two weeks, Molly. Good job, Danny. I'm kidding. Um, if bedwetting is a real problem for you, sequels. don't feel ashamed. Um. Oh, streaming the, the Princess and the Frog. <laughs> the Princess and the Frog naturally lent itself to Home Alone too, Molly. <laughs> no. Well, I like that the ride is going to take place after the movie. I'm curious what that looks like because I, I'd imagine it's probably just never e- going to get a Princess and the Frog sequel because we stopped doing direct-to-video sequels. We stopped doing direct-to-video sequels and we you, stopped no doing one, animation. Yeah, nobody tried to shoot you. That was just me opening a can of Coke. Yeah, yeah, for the record. I mean, Danny usually does try to shoot me, yeah, no, but that I, is not what happened this particular much time. Much like Yosemite Sam, I will scream at Molly, dance your varmint, 
and she'll sort of hop back and forth on two feet while I go pew, pew, pew. Now, Molly, real quick. Mm-hmm. My last bit of housekeeping is while I've had HBO Max, I've really been enjoying the new Looney Tunes cartoons, mm-hmm. which are just called Looney Tunes cartoons. Real quick. I got to iron something out super quick. Tiny little thing. We'll do a Looney Tunes episode someday and you will, uh, your eyes will just glaze over and I'll talk for yeah, three that'll hours. that'll be all Danny. So, real quick about them, Looney Tunes. Okay, so there's Looney Tunes, which is a series of cartoons. Most of the Looney Tunes that you think of are actually just Merry Melodies cartoons, but we call them Looney Tunes because it's easier for marketing purposes. So, Looney Tunes. A series of- Sure. A series of short cartoons released to theaters uh, all the way up to the 50s, right? Then we have- the Looney Tunes show, which premiered, I believe, in 2011, I want to say. A fantastic show. It's a sitcom version of the Looney Tunes. It's really, really funny. The writing is just great. An adult would love it. A child would love it. I think it's the best it. iteration of the Looney Tunes. It's my favorite Looney Tunes anything. I Besides the original cartoons, obviously. It's great. But, of course, there's a huge difference between writing a 22-minute sitcom and doing a, a seven-minute cartoon so they're totally different but of anything that has ever tried to adapt the looney tunes that's my favorite then there was a show called new looney tunes here's the thing they had a great title for it it was called wabbit and it was just it was called wabbit and it came out right after the looney tunes show ended yeah i believe 2015 they started something like that trying to like newly tune yeah like combine new tooly new (laughs) (laughs) um so anyway there was a show called wabbit and wabbit is really good um, it's weird, it's different, it's much closer to those seven-minute original shorts, you know, but it's a good show. There's some really funny ones, they get really weird, they meet Sean Astin, it's a very non-traditional version of the Looney Tunes. Um, but then at some point they just renamed the show New Looney Tunes, which is much more confusing than if it was called Wabbit. But that is what New Looney Tunes is. I have seen, and then there's the show now, Looney Tunes cartoons. They're making 200 uh, Looney Tunes short cartoons, and they're all beautifully animated, and they're funny, and I love them. But I have seen so many people. There was a, one of the producers was doing an interview, and he was talking about like, yeah, we didn't give Elmer Fudd a gun in the cartoons because we didn't need to. And because of that, I have seen so many people posting screenshots of the show New Looney Tunes and being like, in the new Looney Tunes, blah, 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 like talking about it like it's the thing they're angry oh, that, that Elmer Fudd. They're yeah. angry Elmer Fudd doesn't have a gun. And so they will post screenshots of the previous show, Wabbit, because it's called New Looney Tunes. On HBO Max, you click it, it's called New Looney Tunes. People think that is the show that is being made right now. They're totally different, but it is confusing branding. They should have just left the show called Wabbit, but whatever. Um, and technically, Elmer Fudd does have a gun in that show. He carries it around with him. He never shoots it at Bugs Bunny. It was on Cartoon Network. They're not so big on, on gun violence right now. Um, but like he does carry around a gun. Bugs Bunny usually just rips it out of his hand and he doesn't get to use it. Same thing for, I think Yosemite Sam at some point has it. They're like antique looking guns. They're not the kind of guns they would normally have. But like they do, technically it is wrong to say that in New Looney Tunes they didn't have a gun. Also, it doesn't matter. I've been watching the New Looney Tunes cartoons. They're very brutal. People are getting there literally at least twice. I have seen someone's uh, body get ripped apart and you see their skeleton and then the layer of muscles and then their flesh. It's a nasty show. I hate that. I hate when that happens so much. Oh, no. Three times because that happens in the roller coaster one, Pest Coaster. coaster. It happens... It happens in Pest Coaster. It happens in one of the uh, Siberian Sam, which is a Russian-themed cartoon. Uh, And then it happens in uh, a one where Daffy Duck is trying to lick some gum off the sidewalk. His whole – he literally pulls his skeleton out of his body. It's nasty. Uh, It's a nasty show. It's very violent. It's very funny. 
they just didn't want to use guns. And that's their prerogative. I don't mind when cartoons have guns. I don't think it makes kids want to use guns. But if they they don't want to do it, that's their prerogative. They don't have to. And um, I'd imagine that the show, I think it's called Tuned Out, the Robert Zemeckis show, that's going to have the Looney Tunes in it, the live action uh, animation yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, with Christopher Lloyd. I would imagine that will be a little more adult based on the very brief trailer we saw for it where they say you're screwed with cartoon language. I Yeah. I would imagine there'll be guns in that. And if you really need guns, all the old Looney Tunes are on HBO Max. It's not like they're scared of guns or something. I mean, HBO was putting out Watchmen, which is a show about racial prejudice and violence and lynchings and murder and police brutality. It they they don't care about guns. It is literally just these particular people making these particular Looney Tunes didn't want to give Elmer Fudd a gun. And I've talked way longer than I should about it. It's just like it doesn't matter. You can still buy those stupid fucking mud flaps for your truck with Yosemite Sam with the guns. It's fine. Nobody's <laughs> nobody's taking Elmer Fudd's gun away. He had it very recently. I mean, the Looney Tunes show, which is the best one. No, they don't have guns in that because it's a sitcom. Elmer Fudd's a news anchor, right? But there are times where, like, Daffy, there's one where Daffy Duck joins the Marine Corps and he's shooting an, a, a machine gun, a realistic machine gun, <laughs> trying to get Bugs Bunny out of an Albanian prison where he's been held for a year. Right. And he's shooting a gun at people and Daffy Duck is shooting this machine gun screaming, no, your role, as they're flying into the sky. There's one where Yosemite Sam has sworn off using guns, but then he goes to watch someone run a race and he sees the guy with the starter pistol and he has like a physical addiction to guns. It's They're not worried about things like that. If they wanted to, they could. Right. They don't feel like it. Molly, I'm sick of talking about... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I do this to myself. I get angry at people you being too. angry at something. I get angry just because people are angry and it doesn't you just, matter. You just wanted to tell the people that you like the new Looney Tunes I want to tell people cartoons. the new Looney Tunes cartoons are great. They're the most beautiful TV budget animation I've seen in a long ass time. And it doesn't matter if Elmer Fudd has a gun. He's still literally it's actually honestly, I find it a little more disturbing because now when he's chasing Bugs Bunny, he's not like pew pew. He is trying to strangle him when like I'm not kidding. When Elmer Fudd is running after Bugs Bunny, his hands are just clenched like he's ready to kill him. And also there's one where it's the Siberian Sam. It's the Russian themed cartoon. Yosemite Sam is literally trying to skin Bugs Bunny and he pins him up against a tree with a sickle around Bugs Bunny's neck and picks up a hammer because Russia, he's trying to kill him with a sickle and a hammer. He picks up this hammer and it looks so like violent. I was like, Ugh. Danny, spoiler alert. Jeez. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, look, <laughs> who knows if the wet bandits are going to be scary. Um, I, this is kind of housekeeping and it is a confession. Um, I would have to apologize to our viewers because mm. I did not write not only one, but I did not write two nursery rhymes to share with you today. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel bad about it because none of you sent me a nursery rhyme. Yeah, we figured there wasn't that much enthusiasm about the whole write your own nursery rhyme. That being said, I could I could riff one now if you'd like. Go ahead. You just make it up. Yeah. Go ahead. Riff okay. One up. Uh, real quick. Oh. I have an addendum to the last episode, actually, okay. but we'll we'll get to that in a minute. So I'm going to make up a nursery rhyme right now. Okay, mm-hmm. ready? Um, I need you to give me a dark thing for it to actually be about, though. Can you give me like a... Well, yeah, it's supposed to be about a modern thing yeah. if you're going to make it dark. What do we, um, we want to do? Uh, the children in cages. Hey, Molly? It's dark. Too dark. 
two dollars. Okay, listen, look at me. We can't mock real world suffering. No, 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 I need it to be. It's not mocking. Remember, the nursery rhymes were a form of protest. Some of them. Okay, but I when I'm telling you that our lighthearted comedy podcast should not cover the the unfair, unconstitutional detaining of innocent human beings. Maybe let's do like kids are on their cell phones too much. We'll do that. Okay. How about that, Molly? I don't, I'm going to call it dark. Fine. Okay. Um, You asked for dark. I went violence. as dark as I Let's do gun violence. Gun violence we can joke about. Because it's a broad topic. We're not specifically talking about a group of people. I'm not making fun of the children in cages. <laughs> I'm trying to get them justice. Molly, our nursery rhyme isn't going to do anything for justice. At any rate. Uh, we'll do gun violence. Okay, Molly. <clears throat> I never thought about how hard it is to make up a nursery rhyme. Okay. Um, do I have to sing it or can I just speak it? You can speak it. Okay, good. The, less, the last thing I need is more singing from me. Um, okay. Uh, there once was a man with a Glock. <laughs> <laughs> And he had a very small brain. He he went out to shoot it, but he could not compute it. And his life went down the drain. <laughs> this is why we didn't write nursery rhymes. They weren't going to be good. No, they were. This is why I didn't want to write Okay, them. what if instead of Frere Jaca, I do... Um, uh, nope, nothing. Breathe, children. Molly... They should be free. Yes, of course they should be free. I'm looking at a tiny statue of Mr. Freeze <laughs> um, trying to lick anyway. an ice cream cone, but he has the glass so he can't lick it. I'm just I'm looking at it. It's trying to bring me some joy. Talking about children Dark who are topics. being hurt. Um yeah, so w- I didn't write you one. I I might still uh, if I mm-hmm. do then you'll hear it, but um But wait, my If you if you want to write a nursery rhyme still, I want to hear it. Send us a you nursery could, rhyme. You, you can send, send it, it on to Twitter. Me. Email, Instagram, DM, slide into our DMs. Whatever you got to do to reach us, leave it as a comment. I don't know. Anything. Just talk to us. Talk to me. Please, we're so lonely. Talk to me. I'm the quarantine's so bored. really getting Danny abandons me all the time now. Oh, oh, I abandon he you. He abandons me. You codependent freak. Yep. All right. Um. At any rate, my uh, addendum is based on we talked about very briefly yes. about Alex Cross and how the the movies with Morgan Freeman, um, Kiss the Girls. And um, something the spider. I think it's along came a spider. Well, it turns out that there are over twenty books about Alex Cross. There are a James Patterson series of books. Turns out there's over twenty of them, and the first like seventeen of them are named after nursery rhymes. They're literally all nursery rhymes. I had no clue. I was just confused because I didn't even realize that the movie was based on Alex Cross because I've heard that name before because there was the Tyler Perry version which was just called Cross. Um. I think he's called Alex Cross, maybe. But the point is, like, I've heard of that fictional character. I've seen those books at, like, a Barnes & Noble in, Mm -hmm. like, the James Patterson section. Um, But the whole list of Alex Cross uh, books, like, they're all named after nursery rhymes. And I hadn't realized. So, real quick, the titles of them are Along Came a Spider, Kiss the Girls, Jack and Jill, Cat and Mouse, Pop Goes the Weasel, Roses Are Red, Violets Are Blue. So, those two run together. Four Blind Mice, The Big Bad Wolf. London Bridges, Mary Mary, uh, and then it goes, and then after that, 2005 is the last time an Alex Cross book was named after a nursery rhyme. Then it just goes into like cross, double cross. They're all puns on cross. Mm -hmm. Um, So it turns out 
that I wasn't a weirdo for thinking that Morgan Freeman movie was named after the nursery rhyme. It turns out there's literally a long string of books that that's based on. So I didn't realize that. He's not crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm just a little unreal. I'm more singing. I know right nursery now you can't rhyme, too. Oh, you want me to sing a nursery rhyme? Matchbox of Ferrera Jaca. Ferrera Jaca. He is leaning so far away from the mic, and it's still going to be so loud for you. Brother Jarvis. Any other house cleaning things for these folks? No, we that we're an hour in. An hour in. Wow. Well, 51 minutes. Ooh, 51 minutes according to my calculation by the big nerd. Nobody gives a shit about minutes. We're on metric time. Um, you're We're drinking on metric a, time. You're drinking a Diet Coke, which makes me Just for the taste nerd. of it. Diet Coke. <laughs> I am determined to have that in every episode. Um, it comes up very naturally. Today's topic, Danny. Mm. I don't know what it is, guys. Today's topic. It's a very small thing. As you know, the pants are too tight is a show about the little things, Molly. It's a very small thing, but it will lead me into a grand conversation with my myself. Or with you, if you feel like it. Um, listen, when I was a boy down in South Illinois, I heard a man playing blues over a wonderful noise. Um, I always wanted an action figure of Mary Jane from Spider-Man. Mary Jane Watson, later Mary Jane Watson Parker. She hyphenated when she married. Of course, she was a, a model and an actress, as you know, but that's not important. Now, I always wanted an action figure of Mary Jane because when I would watch Spider-Man, either the animated series from the 90s, which was just called Marvel's Spider-Man, but now they call it Spider-Man the Animated Series because unlike the Looney Tunes, they're trying to make it easier for you to understand. Unfortunately, they just released a cartoon in 2018 called <laughs> Marvel's Spider-Man uh, at the same time as they released that PlayStation 4 game, Marvel's Spider-Man. So, you know, they're not doing their due diligence to make it easier to understand but that's how companies work why are we recycling all the same ideas make new things the point is molly mm -hmm. uh i always wanted a spider-man uh a mary jane action figure for my spider-man toys because i actually cared about the supporting cast of spider-man like i would have loved an aunt may and a j jonah jameson figure and these action figures do exist you know they were his friends I didn't have friends. I had spider-man no um i just loved those movies i would watch spider-man too like every day so I watched all the bonus features. Can confirm. I would watch them with the commentaries, even though I was a child and I didn't understand anything they were talking about. I loved Spider-Man so much. And I read Spider-Man comics. I wanted a, a Felicia Hardy action figure. I wanted Liz Allen. I, I just loved the supporting cast of, of Spider-Man so much. And what was great about Lego is that sometimes you would like get the supporting cast. Like I had a Lego Alfred minifigure. Like why would they, you know, they wouldn't make a full-sized Alfred action figure. Um, should oh well i'll get to that in a minute but um basically i love the supporting cast of characters in superhero stories i i i'm collecting currently my collection in life is lois lane merchandise uh, most people when they collect something they want to collect like i have all the marvel legends action figures i have all the dc universe figures i literally just search for individual pieces of merchandise themed around lois lane because I love that character, and there's not enough merchandise of her, and I want to voice my support for uh, Ms. Lois Lane. So, um, at any rate, I liked having my supporting characters. And what was good about Lego was that if you didn't have them, you could just make someone, you know, you just put, like, red hair on a person, and now it's Mary Jane. But as full-sized action figures go, there was very little. Now, there are action figures of these characters. For the 2001 Spider-Man movie, or 2002 Spider-Man movie, um, 
we had a J. Jonah Jameson figure. We had a Mary Jane figure in her somewhat culturally appropriative dress, you know, um, from the Thanksgiving Day scene, the red dress that's clearly inspired by uh, Asian fashion. Long story short, there are some figures. There is a, I believe, a 10-inch figure of Aunt May where she, uh, her face is sculpted sort of like, how do I put this, uh, the old man from Up. <laughs> uh, it's not a very flattering depiction of Aunt May, but I believe it was part of the famous covers series. There's a Mary Jane Watson action figure based on the Spider-Man animated series as part of the Marvel's famous couples, two packs that they would do. So you get Spider-Man with a Peter Parker head and Mary Jane, and then they did a Christmas version where you get Spider-Man with a Santa hat and Mary Jane in sort of a Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is like that exact Santa outfit where it's a mini skirt attached to a shirt. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then part of that line, they did like Rogue and Gambit or Jean Grey and Cyclops and probably someone who wasn't an X-Men. Um, so there are action figures of these characters, but I could not find them as a youth and it drove me nuts. And, um, recently there's been a little bit of a trend, a little bit of an improvement in the lack of these characters existing. So DC collectibles did a six inch Lois Lane and Superman from Superman, the animated series, which is great because that's the best version of Lois Lane ever. And recently there was an Alfred and this Alfred action figure Molly, when I tell you it's my dream. So here's what it is. It's a six inch, which is the action figure standard, six inch tall Alfred with white gloves, full tuxedo, everything. And he is sculpted to look like comic book Alfred. Mm -hmm. Here is what he comes with. A silver serving tray and the head of Michael Goh, the actor from the Batman movies. It might be pronounced Goff. So it's literally like 80s and 90s Alfred. You can literally turn him into the movie Alfred, which is bonkers. He also comes with a mask because for a time in the 50s, Alfred got turned into a supervillain who well, would wear this mask. That's why I was mask. wondering he didn't have an action figure, really. Yeah. Because But that. like the one from the, the – I love that it's the like literally the old man who was in the Diet Coke commercials. <laughs> That's why like Gotham Corner Store – we seem to be down to our last Diet Coke. Like, I love that that Alfred is an action figure. I love it, right? So there's a little bit of an uptick in stuff like this. They're making Fantastic Four action figures again. And you can get Herbie, who is a very obscure Fantastic Four character. What the hell character. is Herbie? Oh, uh, in the 70s, well, the, the Human Torch in the Fantastic Four is actually based on a 1930s Marvel character called the Human Torch. He was a robot that would just light on fire if he touched oxygen. Oh so they kind of did a reboot of him as Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. Um, but because he was his own superhero, the the legal rights to use him on TV were tied up somewhere else. So in the 70s, when they did the Fantastic Four TV show, they needed a fourth member who wasn't the Human Torch because they couldn't use him. So they created Herbie, who is a tiny robot who floats around and argues with the thing. So it's not the love bug. Honestly, he looks like if you turned a Volkswagen Beetle upright, and then put a head on top of it. Interesting. Reincarnation yeah. of Herbie the Love Bug. <laughs> yes. He was fully loaded. Was what Michael Keaton in that? I have no idea. You should ask our friend who is obsessed with Herbie. Mm. I don't know if you know this about our friend, but apparently- No, I, and I, I'm I just, weirded out. I just learned that she's obsessed with Herbie. Um, apparently, she watched it a ton as a child because her brother really liked Herbie- and it's one of the movies that she could pretty much recite from beginning to end along with Toy Story 2. 
has this friend of ours ever seen the original Herbie movies or just settled now, for Fully Loaded? It occurs to me, I don't know that if she was talking about <laughs> Fully Loaded or not. I assume Fully Loaded because based on the soundtrack she sent me from the movie, like the list of songs, they mm-hmm. seem more modern. I'm not yeah. sure if she's aware of the old Herbie movie. Okay, well- the- Movies. I have seen one of the old Herbie movies. There are like seven. Yeah, I've seen one of them and I was not a fan. Herbie. But I also bananas. wasn't a big fan of Herbie Fully Loaded. Yeah. But that also felt because it was constantly like referencing something I would never understand. That's fair. Huh. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway. I'm sorry. Um, so there's been an uptick in the production of, of sort of fun action figures. Alfred got another action figure as part of the uh, Batman meets the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. line of action figures based on the, the, the direct-to-video movie, um, which is itself based on the comic, um, which is itself based on the different comic book series. So there's there's been two recent Alfred action figures. Both of them come with serving tray accessories, which is fantastic. Love that. Uh, there was, in the 90s, there was an Alfred action figure. He came only as part of a large multi-pack of characters, but he came in that same multi-pack with a Commissioner Gordon, which, like, the dream for young Danny is to get Alfred and Commissioner Gordon. Like, that'd be like getting Oracle, like, Barbara Gordon in the wheelchair, plus, uh, gosh, what's another good supporting character they never make a toy of? Um, Harvey Bullock, you know? Which they did recently make a Harvey Bullock. The point is, there's been an uptick in these kinds of action figures. There's a Renee Montoya action figure you can get. Lots of great supporting characters. Sure. As part of this trend, Marvel Legends, which is a beloved line of action figures, um, which are noted for their high amount of detail and their great articulation. Are those like the really realistic looking ones that look like humans? No, those are, uh, that's like hot toys or Uh, sideshow collectibles. Um, Marvel Legends are the standard six inch tall action figures. I had some of them as a kid. Like the Sinister Six box set that I was oh, obsessed with. Oh, yeah. Yes. The, the, yeah. So Marvel Legends is like is legendary okay. at this point. Um, and once the original company that made them went out of business, Hasbro started making them as sort of a continuation. Yes? Did you see they had a Sinister Six board game at the mall? I have to go. No, I'm sure it's one of those really complicated strategy games. That, it looked like it might be. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you saw it, though. Because I almost bought this mall. Wonder Woman board game. Because I was like, a Wonder Woman board game? That's cool. That's that's fun and kitschy. But it turns out it's a very complicated strategy game that I could never understand. So I just thought of you because I saw the Sinister yeah. Six and I picked up the board game. And, you know, supposedly love... this was going to be on sale. Yeah. But, you know. When I was a youth, I was obsessed with the Sinister Six. Anyway, um, which is a weird little obsession, but not important. So, anyway, mm-hmm. Marvel Legends recently revealed an action figure. Of, of Mary Jane Watson. Mm-hmm. It's part of a, a small line of figures they're doing that are all based on these 90s Marvel classic action figures. Um, cartoon looking or like person looking? They were originally somewhat cartoon looking. Now they are very realistic. Oh, okay, okay. So here's the thing. In the original action figure line, the figure that they're referencing is a figure of Gwen Stacy. And she's uh, dressed in the attire that she wore in the very famous story, The Night Gwen Stacy Died, where, spoiler alert, Gwen Stacy dies. So she's in the green overcoat, the black shirt, and the purple miniskirt with the uh, the black hairband, which is the sort of classic Gwen Stacy look at this point, because again, that's what she was wearing when she died. So that is the classic action figure that they're referencing. Here is my huge problem. This action figure is wearing that same outfit. And it comes with two heads, either a Mary Jane Watson head or a Gwen Stacy head. Like if you're buying it? Like if you buy it, it comes with two heads. Oh, God. And you can switch them out, which is, listen, a lot of action figures have heads you can swap out, like Alfred, right? Mm -hmm. 
turning into the movie version of Alfred. Yeah, but it's usually the same person. Here is what drives me insane. There are not a lot of action figures of women Mm -hmm. in these toy lines. And there's not a lot of action figures of supporting characters. And there's not a lot of action figures of... There's so few supporting female characters. Finding Lois Lane merchandise, the reason that's an easy thing for me to collect is because there's not a lot of it. I I have like two or three action figures and a, a couple of, you know, I think I have the Lego Amy Adams Lois Lane. I'm halfway there <laughs> to owning every piece of Lois Lane merchandise. I need the Burger King toy from the 90s and I need the new six inch figure. Literally, that's about it. Really? It's a very, and then there's like, you know, she's been on t-shirts and things, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not that deep into it. The point is, it's a very simple collection to have. She's not got a lot of merchandise, which is, upsetting because you can buy multiple different action figures of captain america as a werewolf which is a reference to like one comic book from the 80s yeah you get batman in every outfit he's ever worn like he's malibu barbie or something i do not need ice climber batman no no but i do okay yeah okay listen the only valid batman variants are ones based on specific costumes he's had or the ice batman you always have to have an arctic batman okay Everything else is bullshit. We don't need neon talking Super Street Bat Luge Batman. We don't need Batman with the big opening plastic wings. We don't need this. We don't need that. Just Batman. Kids will buy Batman and the Riddler. You don't need you don't you don't need orange Batman. When I was a kid, I didn't want orange Batman. So do you think that there is a, a large market for the supporting characters? Molly, people who like comic books will buy anything. This is the one thing I know to be true. People who like comic books were buying this boxed set of Batman comics that came with a mask of the Joker's face that he had recently cut off of his skull. So to make that clear, what happened was the Joker took a knife and cut off his own face. The flesh ripped it off. And you could buy a plastic mask of this in a box set with some Batman comics. So comic book fans will buy anything. And I can tell you, as a child, I wanted this action figure. As an adult, I would love to have this thing up on my shelf. It'd be cute to have a Mary Jane or a Gwen Stacy. But here is the difference. This is The difference is that these characters are actually important to people. As much as any fictional character can be important to someone, Mm -hmm. you know, Mary Jane means a lot to people. Gwen Stacy means a lot to people. And they're different, you know? No, they're very different. First of all, they wouldn't wear the same outfit. Mary Jane's whole personality at the time Gwen Stacy died in the 70s, her whole personality was that she was like a fun-loving party girl. And that was sort of the facade she put up to hide the fact that she had a horrible childhood with an abusive father and a, a terrible life. And she put on this facade of being a fun, groovy party girl who would wear crazy fringe jackets and go-go dresses or whatever she did that to hide this sad inner pain right so she didn't walk around wearing a green trench coat and a purple skirt that went down to her knee that wasn't her she was a different person right and also it's just insulting like that that mary jane one of the most famous fictional characters in the world can't get her own action figure. Right. She has to glom on to Gwen a, re, a remake of a 20-year-old Gwen Stacy toy. Like, think about that. It's not even a new one. It's, it's literally there because in the 90s they made one. 
I it's can a reference. Get referencing the thing. I, yes. Like I don't love that, but I can get it. But yeah. to make it physically come with both heads, it is just saying like these female characters are just completely like interchangeable. That exactly. There's nothing to them, and they're not. Like that's the thing. It would be one thing if they were like the same person, and like. You know, like there are some X-Men toys you can get where you can switch out the heads because at the time they were all wearing the same uniform or something. And there are toy lines that reuse a lot of molds for the bodies and the arms, including Marvel Legends. I could see being a kid and being excited that you're kind of getting two action figures in one. But I ask you this. How am I supposed to see a scene of Spider-Man trying to choose between Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane if I only have one action figure? How am I supposed to do my Archie trying to decide between Betty and Veronica with Spider-Man? Like, here's the thing. The, the Marvel Legends line has had so many goddamn characters in it. So many weird ones. Like, just, you know, they'll they'll pretty much make anything. Because I feel like they know that, like, look, I'm not trying to be a jerk here. But when the Captain Marvel movie came out, it was nice to actually see some action figures of Captain Marvel. Uh, but one of them did the exact same thing as these toys. It was uh, Captain Marvel when she's still in her green uniform for the Kree army. Right, mm-hmm. which she leaves later in the movie, obviously. But you could swap out her head for the head of Minerva, who's the blue lady, um, whose actress is now going to play a, so a larger Marvel weird. character. Weird. Well, just because they both wear the same uniform, but they didn't really do that with like the male Cree soldiers. I don't understand this from a, a money making standpoint. Is it we can't decide if either will make money, so we'll put them in one? Or like I feel like. Yeah. You would make more money selling both action figures or dolls and wanting people to buy both. Here is the difference between something like Alfred and something like Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy having to share a body. Right. Number one, that's the same character. He dresses the same. He looks the same. In the movie, maybe he doesn't wear white gloves as often, but that's not a big deal. He's Alfred. He's a butler. He's going to be wearing a little tuxedo with his tails and carrying a silver tray, whether he is from the 90s or whether he's the original Alfred. Doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. We got each other, and that's a lot for love. What does make a difference is, 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 well, first of all, Alfred's a dude. The fact that there are multiple Alfred action figures coming out close enough to each other is crazy. That we've got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles version and the DC Universe version. And we'll probably get another one relatively soon. We got one for the Batman, the animated series line of action figures. Now that McFarlane Toys has the rights to Batman, I'm sure we'll get a new Alfred soon. When was the last time we had a Gwen Stacy action figure? It might literally have been that one from the 90s. I, I wouldn't really know. Well, yes. But, um, I know that that's more of a question for me. The last Mary Jane action I, figure we had that I can think of personally, I believe the last Mary Jane action figure was uh, in the early 2000s. They did uh, – well, not the early 2000s. It was like 2007. For Spider-Man 3, they did a line of movie Spider-Man action figures, and they had Mary Jane from Spider-Man 2. And at the time, as a youth – I did not buy this, even though I was searching for Mary Jane because it was such a bad action figure. It's her from the end of Spider-Man 2 when she's in that like ripped up brown dress and she's got this plank of wood as her accessory because for two seconds in the movie, she tries to hit Doc Ock in the head with a plank of wood and fails. It doesn't look anything like Kirsten Dunst and her neck sticks out from her body. She has the worst posture on an action figure. Doesn't look a thing like Kirsten Dunst. I did not buy it at the time because it looked creepy. It was a creepy action right. figure because they just couldn't sculpt a woman, I guess. Do you think that maybe – and again, like I feel like this would be different if we were talking about 
like a doll, you know, like where you can change their outfit yeah. and like all of these things. Because that's at first what I was picturing. Like I had that Padme doll that yeah. had like a different head. Like, I mean, again, it was the same character. Yeah. You could change it from her. Action figure collectors like alternate heads. To, like that. Like, yeah. I get that. But, you know, if you had different outfits, like you could change. I could see it being like a Lego type thing where you yeah. could make your own iterations of people or something. Mm -hmm. But if nothing else about it changes except the head and maybe a prop or two, that seems I think she comes with like a book for Gwen Stacy because Gwen Stacy would carry books. And from here, what I I would mainly think, like you said, collectible wise, like if I am someone who's collecting things, I would want to be able to collect each character. Mm -hmm. And then also if I'm a child playing, I need to be able to make the proper scenes and how am i supposed to act out spider-man 3 without both gwen stacy and (laughs) mary jane in the same film yes and now there's this the reason that this also rings out kind of annoying to me is that like you say you can't have both of them together and if you do they're going to be wearing the same clothes so someone's going to have to go home and change literally the only scene you can reenact is the scene from from you again where jamie lee curtis and sigourney weaver wear the same dress to the the wedding rehearsal and you can't. You actually can't. Like, you're actually kind of being more like, uh, uh, I don't even know. There's no equivalent to this where you're too, like, Professor Quirrell maybe is the equivalent to this where you're two people oh, the on the two same. Heads. Yes. Like, that's what I'm right. kind of picturing. Yes. I just feel like, look, it's a disservice to these characters. And Mary Jane, there there was a, there's a smaller action figure. There's the three and three quarter inch. There's one of those of Mary Jane where she comes with Miss Lion, who was Aunt May's dog from the Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends cartoon. Like, there have been toys of these characters, but I'm talking about, like, they're not frequently represented, which is especially annoying now that Gwen Stacy, an alternate universe version of Gwen Stacy who's still alive, but, you know, still Gwen Stacy, she's a superhero now. She's a Spider-Gwen. She's the white Spider-Man with the hood from Into the Spider-Verse. There are toys of that character. There aren't that many of her unmasked, you know, the way that there are unmasked Peter Parkers. But, you know, it just it it feels kind of disingenuous to take Gwen Stacy. It's a it's the first toy of that version of the character we've had in a long time. She's in the outfit she dies in, which, look, I get it. That is the most famous version of that character. Yeah. Maybe you didn't have to dress her in what she died in, but whatever. Literally, the first merchandise we've had of that particular Gwen Stacy in a long time is is just it's a reference to an older toy and she has to share it with Mary Jane because they're like well maybe Mary Jane's more famous than Gwen like i would buy a Mary Jane action figure right now i would spend i would literally spend $20 right now to have a Mary Jane action figure to put on my shelf and i know i would because i did that because uh, a little while ago i bought that 90s Mary Jane action figure the marvel famous couples of her in her Spider-Man the Animated Series outfit with the Peter Parker head Spider-Man. I recently bought that and I was happy I did because it was like the completion of a childhood goal. You know, it's not a great action figure. It's actually just the Mrs. I almost called her Mrs. Incredible. It's the invisible woman Mm -hmm. from the Fantastic Four just painted to look like Mary Jane. So her sweater has three quarter sleeves instead of full length sleeves. I don't care about that. It's a Mary Jane toy. She's in a bright yellow sweater and purple pants which was a weird outfit but it was the 90s <laughs> and like on the package it's the drawing from the cartoon like i just i love that i own that it's a silly thing but uh as as what is it marie kondo would say it sparks joy in me yeah. molly it sparks joy you know, that was a question on who wants to be a millionaire with yeah. jimmy kimmel and um i forget who was on 
I think it was actually it was either um Anderson Cooper or Andy Cohen. They were on together. Oh no, how could you tell them apart? And well no, they both played. It, it was like yeah. back and forth. And so they um that was somebody's question and I only knew the answer because of you. They're like, What does Marie Kondo say? Yeah. And I was like, Ah, Sparks Joy, I know that from Danny. Yeah. You would have won me a million dollars. They so, did not know. Yeah. Oh, they did. They did not know. Well, that's the. I don't know if they got it right, but they definitely didn't. Yeah, like, they were no. guessing. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but like, so anyway, I would buy a, a Mary Jane action figure, just like I would buy an Alfred action figure, just like I would buy a Gwen Stacy action figure. Like, the older you you get, mm-hmm. and listen, let's be clear about something: these toys are not being marketed at children. Marvel has tons of merchandise that is targeted at children, and you can tell when they want a kid to buy something and when they want a grown adult wasting their money to buy something. Is it the boobs on the doll? Because okay. that's what I feel like it is. Legitimately, this is absolutely true. Kirsten Dunst, um, she had to give her approval for some of the merchandise of Mary Jane for the first Spider-Man movie. Um, namely, like, the action figures and the, the video game, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe it was the video game. She went in and they showed her her character model and they were like, so this is you in the video game. And she literally looked at it and went, my my boobs aren't that big. Why are the boobs so big? <laughs> and they were like, because they let a bunch of men make this. And it's literally, that happens all the time. It's very noticeable that the women, like, we play... um. DC versus Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. And the boobs on that are... Egregious. Ridiculous. In a way that no... I'm sorry to anyone with big boobs, but I you'll know, I think. Like, I don't think you could be a superhero or a villain with those. Yes. Like, they would have to get in the way. And they they don't – and th- this is this is like a real pet peeve. I'm sorry, but boobs in video games or cartoons do not follow gravity. No. Because – they just don't, and that is so frustrating. They follow the, like, Jessica Rabbit, where when they were animating Jessica Rabbit, they literally made a point of her her boobs would bounce the opposite of the way they should, so that literally gravity did not work on them. When she would step down, they would go up. It was yeah. it was a because she's literally a cartoon of a sexy one. Right. And then that's how, like, actual, like... And they try to make those games look so realistic with every other aspect. Right. And then they just, like plonk boobs on these characters and it's gross it's like i don't know who could find it sexy I'm sorry, it doesn't seem cat, appealing. you're telling me that cat woman's fucking whip isn't gonna get like caught on those like that's uh, just it's gonna get in the way you know my pet peeve with the way men draw women in comic books which is and you've defended this a little bit it's that i don't like when they draw a person in a superhero outfit which is typically a skin tight uniform of some kind mm-hmm. they do it to Catwoman a lot where they're in like a skin tight uniform and yet somehow each of their boobs is like the the a costume wraps around it so it looks as if they put little like gloves on on the front of the uniform for the boob to drop into when you put it on it's nasty when when you're a human person with something on your chest and you put on a skin tight outfit the fabric would just stretch across the two boobs the way that it does when you wear a shirt and yet in a car in like a comic book it's always like whamp whamp like they flopped each of them into a hole in the right. costume well, which i explained to danny could be there could be cups individually yeah. sewn into the outfit 
for the support yes. because it does not feel great to have something whomped against your chest, <laughs> use your your verbiage there. Um, so I do, but yes, you're right. It is always drawn that way. But I do wonder if it is in theory for support. But again, there's a different gravity that would apply and they make it so that that gravity does not work with that the newer angle. fighting games injustice like an in injustice yeah, 2 that, that, um, our, brother, exactly the same. our brother plays that a lot like the black cat would be my example and that were, one with the whip where the boobs would definitely get in the, the way black cat isn't she in that no black injustice. cat's a marvel character i thought injustice was marvel no injustice is dc what's the one with marvel the, uh, marvel versus capcom black cat's not in those there's one we used to play with it was like the I mean, Green just Spider Man Two. No, oh, Spider Man Friend or Foe. Was oh, it that one for the PlayStation Two? Okay, well, the boobs and that were also egregious. I feel like everyone in that game was like QB and Blocky. No, not the Look, boobs. Maybe you're just staring at these video game characters' chests because I don't remember there being any egregious. I just was only the black cat, so I know what she looked like. There was only one woman in because the whole game. Because she, in, in my opinion, has one of the most ridiculous super villain hero outfits. Where hers is like an off-the-shoulder yeah. thing. And I'm like, anyone who wears anything off-the-shoulder knows that if you're moving your arms, that thing is constantly going up and down and becoming straps and then becoming like over-the-shoulder. Your shoulders are unexposed, yeah. and then they're exposed. It's fucking ridiculous. And then there's like fur on it. Like, what the – you don't put fur on then like a latexy skin-tight suit. It doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. And it must be hot as shit in, in there. The, in the Spider-Man animated series with Black Cat. Um, she just is in like a f a full body outfit, basically, mm -hmm. with like a. I think she has a choker, maybe. Yeah, like that's I. She's literally in like a full body superhero outfit, but like as time has gone on, in every comic book version, like it's just like more and more cleavage. It's it's weird. It does have a very sexist kind of tinge to it, of like you don't see male characters sexualized in that way almost ever and it just really brings to mind something that feels like i willed it into existence a little bit in the 90s marvel used to every year i don't know why they did this but it's hilarious to me that they did they would publish the marvel swimsuit issue where it was literally oh no you would buy a comic book and it was just the superheroes in it like scantily clad superheroes enjoying their time at the beach so like one year it's like we're all going to wakanda and so they're all in in the jungle under these beautiful waterfalls and it's all like scantily clad marvel heroes and one year they go to to literally just a beach like you know the savage land which is the land where the dinosaurs are still alive in the marvel universe but here's the thing that i love about these it's not just a bunch of girls in bikinis a lot of these are drawings of almost naked hairy men and it's like Wolverine and the Punisher and it's like why is the Punisher in a speedo mm. it's fantastic because i'm assuming a bunch of weird creeps bought this in the 90s like i'm going to see storm in a bathing suit and like sure you see storm in a bathing suit but you also got to look at a realistic painting of thor Almost completely naked. He's made of veins. I got to find this painting because it's hilarious to me. Well, you do that. I will correct myself. I realize I combined two things in my head mm -hmm. with the friend or foe. Um, I was, I think, picturing more so of the black cat action figure you had. Oh, that is a disgusting action figure. That is what I actually was picturing. So I will spare friend or foe from that. I do, however, I'm looking up the picture of the black cat from the friend or foe. Remember what my actual criticism about her was? And it is the hair. Yeah. Um, 
That's a big one because she has her hair pulled back in a ponytail, but it's so loose that it's not doing anything, and I don't understand why she would do that. And two, it is a problem with the boobs, and it's that they are, like, in her armpits, and yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Um, and they're, like, incredibly high on her. It looks it looks weird. I stand by the fact that they're egregious, but not in the way that I thought it was, and she's not wearing the off-the-shoulder thing. That was your action figure. That yeah, was the that game. action figure, I believe, is based on, like, the J. Scott Campbell black cat from the like evil that men do and right. it's it's egregious i'm gonna send you now the paintings of thor from the marvel swimsuit issues mm-hmm. you're gonna see it's he's made of veins um but yeah i, I like oh, the marvel he is made of veins right that is a, oh my god anyone who's listening please look this <laughs> up maybe we'll add a photo in like the instagram story or yeah. twitter or something because holy crap this is It's egregious. It's egregious, but also like maybe that is what someone as strong as Thor would look like. Well, that's the thing is that um I was listening to Alex Ross who who he didn't paint these. Um he's a, he does beautiful gouache and and watercolor paintings of superheroes. They're very realistic. Um they're so good that um TV shows keep ripping him off. It makes me sad like he's worked as a comic book artist since the 80s. And, uh, like, the poster for the Justice League movie is almost directly taken from his Justice League art, and I don't think they paid him for it or anything. Mm. In Suicide Squad, at one point, Harley and Joker literally recreate, like, the exact pose of this very famous Harley and Joker painting he did in the 90s. Um, The show Stargirl, which just got picked up for a second season, they recreated his portraits of all the members of the justice society he they like recreated them almost perfectly in live action with no credit no payment to him just like someone painted the characters this way we're gonna steal that like right and again he created the paintings for dc comics so yes they are the intellectual property of this giant corporation it just kind of sucks to see them do that without like a little special thank you to alex because they do that all the time like anything that has harley quinn in it has to say harley quinn created by bruce tim and paul dini they should have made a lot more money for creating her, but whatever. Like, at least there is a credit, a recognition, and then it goes on their, you know, IMDb page or whatever, characters created by. Um, but yeah, it, it sucks to see them do that. But like Alex Ross was talking about um, the fact that superhero movies could only ever look like a comic book if they literally just took bodybuilders and just painted their skin the color of the outfit. Because in comic books, people are so ridiculously ripped that their muscles are always showing through the costume. Right. And that's kind of the nice thing about the Marvel swimsuit issue is that these artists had to, you know, they could stop pretending that this looked anything like realistic and could just draw naked people. Now here, listen, every artist draws naked people. You have to, it's how it, it's part of the process, Molly. Um, And I just really love that the Marvel swimsuit issues were not just like scantily clad women. Right. We we, we went all around with it. That is what you expect. And I just appreciate that Wolverine looks like a hairy little gremlin made of muscles. (laughs) But like also like some pretty sexy drawings of like Spider-Man in there. (laughs) Look, they're good ones. And then some of them had like fake advertisements. Like there's one that's like Dr. Doom is selling you a credit card for some reason. Like. Right. It it's made to look like a real swimsuit issue of something. They used to actually have like fake uh listings of the swimsuits the models were wearing. So oh. it would be like Captain America's in the blah blah oh, blah. Oh, well, that's funny. And then, like, they weren't real bathing suits though, no, right? No, they weren't. I'm sorry I got onto this tangent. It's okay cuz now I'm confused a little. Yeah. I I did find the action figures photo and I'm like, yes. okay, these are definitely 
this is egregious in so many ways. And then I found, I did look up, but it still wasn't what I was picturing. There's such a specific outfit I'm picturing where she is wearing something <laughs> off the shoulder. And I know I didn't make yes. this up. Like there is an off the shoulder outfit and I cannot find what it is from. But in looking that up, I have found so many versions of the black cat. And um, yeah. it's not okay. I got to say, I found a more recent Mary Jane action figure that was part of the Marvel Legends line. It's a two pack with her and Spider-Man. She's in a black tank top and jeans. And I'm kind of digging this one. Um, it's not great. I'm not crazy about the sculpt of it. Her body looks kind of odd, but it is at the very least. This is the one. This is oh, the. Oh, yeah. See, this is Mary Jane. She's dressed like Mary Jane. Mary Jane's usually in like a black t shirt for some reason nowadays. Right. She comes with a purse as her accessory. So, you know, could do a little better, but whatever. You know, people have purses. But then this is the one that um, started me complaining. It's very yeah, clearly. Yeah, that is very clearly. Actually, if you put. It's, so. Yeah. In the action figure Danny's talking about with the two heads, if you put Mary Jane in this outfit, she actually looks more like you are trying to create a Daphne from Scooby-Doo action <laughs> figure than Mary Jane. That's exactly what that looks Holy like shit, to you're me. Right. She looks like Yeah, wow, that's crazy. I don't like that. Um oh, and then this is the one where she comes with Miss Lion, the dog. This mm. is a tiny this is three and a half inches. Um Yeah, I mean look, it's not I, I'm actually kind of digging this new Mary Jane Marvel Legends that I found. This is nice. Um, anyway, sorry. So there is a decent Mary Jane, and it slipped by my radar. I'm going to buy this now. Um, yeah, I'm going to buy this action. <laughs> and it comes with an unmasked Peter, which seems like a very typical thing to just throw in there. Um, Aha, I found it. Whoa. Yeah. It is an action figure, but it is not your action figure. Which one is it? Oh, that's the 90s one from the cartoon where they, they did her outfit wrong. Yes. Then this is it wrong. It's, it's, I have that one. Off the shoulder. I have then you toy. do have it. It is your action figure. It's just not the Sinister it's Six one. It's not the Sinister. No, the Sinister Six one, she's pretty fully clothed. She's pr pretty fully clothed, but it just doesn't look anything like her. She looks like a 50-year-old woman. Again, they couldn't sculpt a woman at the time. Also, quick update. As far as Mary Jane action figures go, there is a Zendaya one from the movie Spider-Man Homecoming. I did know about this. I just didn't think it was important to mention because... She doesn't count as Mary Jane because that's not her motherfucking name. She's MJ, but she's not Mary Jane. You're right. Jane. And literally and on the box, it says... insane. I don't says, understand it. I do not... I do not understand. Why would you do it? Why would you call her MJ <laughs> and not ever be Mary Jane? I'm just... I'm so confused. I'm so confused. I don't know. Maybe it's... Do you think maybe Are we going to introduce the real Mary Jane later and there's going to be an MJ duel? Like, I don't get it. I don't know if it really matters. They could have just called her like... They could have called her like Joan. I wouldn't care if Spider-Man's dating a different woman in a movie. It doesn't matter. Because she doesn't act anything like Mary Jane either. She's a different character. Yeah, she's a different character. Why she got to be MJ? It's one of those like half things that I just don't yeah. fucking get. I don't care. I care. Look, it's weird. I'm not going to deny you that it's Look, weird. I love Zendaya. I'm not. I'm not pretending. Zendaya I don't. is Michi. She's. She's Michi. <laughs> she's great, and she is great in that role. You and know, I, Common is Stonekeeper. I don't know if people remember that. I don't know what Common is. Stonekeeper. Zendaya is Michi. Danny DeVito is is Gorgol. Have you not seen the video? I don't know what you're talking. The about. The song. Zendaya is Michi. I thought you were just Common saying random things. Keeper. No, it's a song. I have no idea what this is. Okay, we, we'll talk about this off the air. <laughs> okay. You know what? We're going to fade out over that. I was going to say that we were going to, like 10 hours ago, I mentioned a song. Yeah. And I was trying to keep it in my head so we could fade out. We're fading out over Zendaya's Michi. Okay. Oh, no. Because that, that's already a joke. I don't want to fade out over someone else's material. Okay. 
Well, I like a serious song. I don't know what you're talking about, but I think Zendaya is great in those movies. You don't but know if I she's don't Michi. don't know either. why she is. Is named MJ. Yeah. yeah. Well, she has an action figure, and it's a pretty good action figure. It looks just like her. They're getting really good at face sculpts. They used to be horrible at them. Um, but yeah, there, so there is some Mary Jane representation. I'm going to show Molly real quick the Mary Jane action figure that I passed up as a child, despite my burning quest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so I'm going to try to describe this for the people at home. Please, so I'm what this it. is, is a picture of a woman, and that's a, a, a little bit of a generous statement there. Because it doesn't look like a person. It doesn't look like a person. It it's, looks like, oh, she lo- she's got such a specific face. Wait, keep me looking at that. Um, oh, you know what? You she keep looks trying- like an actress. Doesn't she look like the lady from that 70s show a little bit? A little bit like Donna. This is okay. So this is a little Donna-ish, is what I have here. And if I'm looking at her face, though, it's quite small. She looks like if you mixed Donna from that '70s show with Angela from The Office, and I mean that in that she's got the tiny face of Angela. Um, there's another person, though. Oh, I wish I could figure out who it is that I am very specifically thinking of. I don't know, but anyway, she's in a dress that is a light orangish brown, which really clashes with her cartoony orange hair and mary jane as far as i know has like red hair and this is like a very very bright orange again like i'm picturing more this is like daphne with scooby-doo hair orange um in like the og scooby-doo but even no like if you can't tell danny (laughs) danny has left (laughs) and i'm just talking here um but again she's in a very deep cut dress where it really accents her boobs but the doll is like in two parts where under her boobs there's like a space and she's got about a size one waist that's the size of her pinky um she just looks horrible and the way where her knees bend because she's in a dress that goes about um one centimeter below where i assume her underwear might be you can see her knees and they look like she's got like very accented like kneecaps it's very strange um danny i don't know how you would describe this part where her boobs are where it like breaks (laughs) (laughs) well it's the action figure seems to have very little articulation um on the waist because they decided to make her dress one rubber piece which is a problem with an action figure in a robe or something so they gave her what on an action figure you would call the ab crunch which is where typically you can move like the sort of where someone's abdomen is. Yeah, but this is like literally right under her boob. Yes. So what this action figure has instead of that looks like um, her torso is a lollipop that you've already kind of um, bitten away at. So it looks like her body's a stick and then her her boobs sort of are the border between the rest of the action figure and the body. And it's kind of nasty. It looks really nasty. She and her eyebrows are weird. They're her like eyebrows are orange. Painted on their orange. Yeah. And it just looks odd. God, I wish I could think of what actress this looks like. There is one and it's. It's I can not Kirsten her. Dunst though. No, not Kirsten Dunst. And um, who I always thought was named Kirsten Dunst until very recently. Oh. Um. She's a very pretty actress. She's and she very was a, pretty. She was a good Mary Jane. I wish those movies gave her more to do. I guess, though, you know, I do have that criticism that in the first movie, her hair is a little cartoony in color. I think I think one of them, her hair is dyed and the rest are wigs. Yeah. If I have my memory right. Now, that being said, I would like to quickly note that in that first Spider-Man movie, at one point, she is kind of dressed like Gwen Stacy. She does have like a long green coat and a hairband. But she does. 
that's a movie. But it's still She's literally just wearing an outfit. Okay, yeah. you can have your phone I'm back. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I did tell them you left. This actually, oh, <laughs> I it, you I was really going and there was no comment from the other yeah, side. Yeah, I went upstairs, I peed and I got uh, another drink for myself. Um, but yeah, see now this is the, the this two pack looks pretty good. Like I'm, I'm digging this, you know, Mary Jane. She looks, she's not great or anything, but you know. I feel like this is going to be very hard for the uh, listeners. Yeah, Yeah, well, go on our Instagram and we'll have pictures of all all the different Mary Janes. Um, Just some nice toy photography. And what I like about the Zendaya one is that she comes with her hair up like that. Like she usually has it in the movie where it's sort of a lock of hair. When? I'm sorry. When did you take off the glasses? Oh. Uh, what, are you, what are you talking I put I, them. I can't see without them. I don't know when you took them off. I took them off a long time ago. Did you really? I've been not wearing the glasses for most of the podcast. No, that's not true. <laughs> Have you been hallucinating them on my face? You were wearing them the whole time before we mentioned the topic. Well, Zendaya is Michi. Um, oh. I just feel like <laughs> it's so funny to me that you somehow didn't know that. I have no idea what you're talking I, about. Okay, whatever. The point is, I really dislike... The treatment of supporting characters, especially when it comes to merchandise. I would say that's true across the board with like everything. Of almost every franchise. I mean, they were short um, stocking the 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 Ray action figures when The Force Awakens came out because they thought boys wouldn't want to buy toys of Ray, which is crazy. A, because you and I personally know at least one child who is obsessed with Ray and is buying merchandise like crazy. Um do we? Yes. Uh, uh, listen, this is a very distant relationship to a child. Uh, it's the the child of our uh, choreographer. Oh, she's really into Ray. She loves Ray. See, I don't. Oh, you I, must have missed okay, that phase. So I did. I wasn't around yeah. for that. But I will say this: um, I worked at a Halloween store, and I was infuriated. Well, one, I was infuriated with the costumes we decided to carry, which that'll be another episode is Halloween Some costumes. Some racist ones in there? No, that, well, yes, I have the issues with that, but yeah. that isn't my problem. It's just that really, what we think hmm. people want to dress as for Halloween. Like, this kind of is part of it in that, well, one, there was, like, no adult women Star Wars outfits, really, like, in the store at all. And um, I don't know where that Jenny was Nicholson gets a little them. ridiculous. But also, like, in the children's section, there was one ray costume and i get that star wars hadn't come out that year yeah but there was still plenty of other star wars characters and there was a single ray costume and we had to put it in the boys section because it didn't have a spot in the girl section for just a ray what because it would look weird to have a singular i'm not even saying there wasn't multiple options we had one single ray costume For a child. There's no Princess and Leia I, no, costume? Wow. No. And I really want to be Ray for Halloween this year. Like, I've been wanting to be Ray for a You'd few years. You'd be a really good Ray. I know. Like, I could probably- you have a great hairline. If I that. had an accent, I could play Ray in Disney. Like, I'm, I'm pretty confident that I could. You've got a real Daisy Ridley going on. Thank you. So, I would like to be Ray for Halloween. I also think my friend um, Elizabeth, I'll just say her name. She's she's a, she's a listener. You can say a first name yeah. of someone on a podcast. My friend Elizabeth, I think she could also do a really good Ray. I think she's got a little bit of a Daisy Ridley look to her face. But anyway, that doesn't matter to you all, but it matters to me. Um, but I really want to be Ray for Halloween, but I know I can't just like go to the Halloween store and get a Ray costume because I know they don't have them. And maybe I'm if a little you, angry about yeah, it. Maybe if you buy like a, a Luke Skywalker costume and cut it up real good. I'm not saying I can't right. figure it out. I'm just saying I I don't like the lack of representation for I would say like a ton of she's not even a supporting character. She's, no, she's the, main the main character char- yeah. in those fucking movies. She's literally the lead of the movie. Yeah. It's disappointing. It's and you know I understand that Sexism. there are there are more important things than the merchandising 
of billion dollar properties like spider-man yeah. makes a billion dollars for disney you know um there's more important battles as far as representation goes but i just think this is a small part of that conversation and i think it is important um i think that when you look at you know the the toy line for a, a movie or something or a comic book character like yeah that that one mary jane marvel legends figure is pretty cool you know i would say that that is a good way to merchandise the character she's there she doesn't turn into another character she's in a two-pack with spider-man though like they you can see that there is that slight lack of confidence like no one's gonna buy mary jane let's put her with spider-man in a two-pack and that might be the case for a little bit but for me it's like if you start out that way you could have started out that way years ago yeah. with the two-pack. Mm-hmm. And then as time goes on and you see that people are willing to buy the two-pack, you try selling it yeah. on its own. For me, I think this is why I love Funko Pops so much because- they'll make any old garbage? No, because I think that like just in general, Again, I really think that there should be more merchandise for more things. This is why I think Etsy is so popular, like things like that, Redbubble, where people can make their own niche- merchandising and it, unfortunately a lot of it is like clothing or accessory based because that's what people can, can like make at home people yeah. aren't like making action figures at home really but i mean some people but you know what i mean like and so i think that's what's so cool about the funko pops is that for all of these things that have never had merchandise suddenly there is and sometimes they're kind of obscure characters now i guess sometimes there are some funko sets where i of course wish they they go the step further with it but to the to the really obscure ones but yeah. i enjoy that because there's so many things out there that don't have merchandise that that they they bring me you know i haven't and i just got a miranda Priestley from uh the devil wears prada and like where would i have gotten anything the devil wears prada in the year 2020 like yeah. besides from funko okay can i pitch you something just super quick just real just Go fire ahead. it off um molly can i should should I approach Meryl Streep about doing a line of action figures based on the greatest roles of Meryl? Yes. Because here's the thing. At first, you're like, what? You're just going to make a bunch of Meryl Streep action figures? Number one, yes, yes I am. <laughs> Number two, think about the diversity of that woman's career, the roles she has played. You've got, okay, so right off the bat, some modern Meryl Streep movies. You've got her in The Post. You've got her in uh, Ricky and the Flash. You've got her in... So that's already super different. You've got Julie and Julia. The Witch and Into the Woods. The Witch and Into the Woods. But here's the thing. We've named very few Meryl Streep roles. Not even the most iconic ones. Not the most famous ones. Mamma Mia. Which is the most famous and iconic. (laughs) Um, Why she didn't win the Oscar for that, no clue. Um, But here's the thing. By the way, yesterday I found out Tom Hanks only has two Oscars. Seems like very few for a man of that caliber. Well, Tom Hanks, I would say a similar line could be made. He, yes. I really enjoy, with, again, with the Funkos, one day um, I was at the store um, with Jordan. I'll give another first name shout out here. Jordan. And uh, he and I were looking and we found all the Tom Hanks Funkos and they had them yeah. for a ton of his roles. And I was like, what a great line. Like they weren't part of one set. They were yeah. each in a set from their film. But I was like, I'd love a line that it was just like Tom Hanks yeah. and they have him in every outfit. So so I think that works with yes. Meryl as well. We often there, compare them. Yes. Yeah, so, so Meryl. But like, think of the few that we named mm-hmm. for Julie and Julia. Mm-hmm. That Meryl is taller than all the other Merrells yeah. because Julie, when she plays Julia Child, she's playing a six foot tall woman. So mm-hmm. we got that. We've got the Iron Lady, 
you know, yeah. her as Margaret Thatcher. Think of all the different Ricky and the Flash, different wigs and outfits and styles. It would be like Barbie, but with Meryl. Meryl? Maybe you just buy one. Do- maybe you just buy one doll and you get clothes for you it. You know, you saying that with the wigs, it made me think. I would love a line of Samuel L. Jackson action figures oh because my God. what a different him in Pulp Fiction versus him in, um, you know, as Nick Fury right. versus like any other role. I feel like, I mean, we know him classic with no hair, but then him as like young Nick Fury with the hair, yeah. him in um, Jackie Brown with all those ridiculous outfits that he wears in that. I, I would love to see it. Yeah. And there is some representation of Samuel L. Jackson as a toy in the Marvel Legends line. You can get young Nick Fury with Goose the Cat. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good sculpt of his face. It's a pretty good sculpt of his face. I'm just saying, you know, I oh, oh I love him. I'm sorry. I'm just staring at action figures Old-timey Samuel L. Jackson in like the, uh, the, 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 oh, my God, I'm blanking. Fatefully, I like, yeah. I really... Did you say fatefully? No, I said hatefully. All right, but I was kind of stuttering, yeah. so it might have sounded like that. Now there are. I oh, like remember to... when I got the 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 movies confused, and I was really embarrassed. Molly, that happens so much. I, you'd so have to bad. be more specific. I don't, I don't want to be more specific. Um, bad. <laughs> but yeah, so like, look, the point of this conversation is just that. As a person who grew up, mm-hmm. little kid, loving these things, loving the merchandise of these things and saving up his his little child birthday money to buy these things and getting these as presents for Christmas and stuff. As a youth who loved these things, I have some experience of being a little cisgender white boy who was aching to have an action figure of, <laughs> of women, of characters of color, of, you know, all these things. I remember as a kid being very upset that amongst my Lego characters, there weren't enough. I didn't have enough um, black Lego people for the, the characters I wanted to make because like getting a Lego character who wasn't yellow or a very pale flesh tone was hard to come by. There weren't enough of them. There's a little more now. Certainly Um, they, they've had a lot more characters of color, you know, but like when I was a kid, there was no Lego version of cyborg, from uh, Teen Titans, oh, there was what no. A cool one. I think I have Lego Cyborg. As I say, I've seen. I've it's seen. It's very em. cool. They have a new one now. Oh my gosh! Wait, <laughs> I get so excited when I think about this. There is a line of DC collectible Lego minifigures, and they have Cyborg, but it's like '80s Cyborg. So instead of being gray, he's colored like his armor is colored white with little blue highlights, mm. and it just makes him look so cool. Um. Anyway. Sorry. And oh, and they have like a Wonder Woman from the 30s where she has like the billowing skirt and they have like old timey cheetah and they have first appearance Batman. They have Batmite. I got to get that Batmite. I have it. It's in a cart on a website where you buy Legos. I have to remember to buy that in the collectible Edna mode. Not important. Mm-hmm. The point is. point is if you wanted these things, you can imagine how much people of other yeah. genders, identifications or races would want things that looked like yeah. them but that brings me to a it's a similar point of just again the the gendering of toys the fact that you know they okay like barbie makes lines of certain characters from movies so for example i have the kind of the doll barbie version of padme like i said and from, you have the barbie version of daphne from scooby-doo and i have the barbie version of daphne from scooby-doo and i can't that one i know that there was a ken who was fred i believe but there isn't the equivalent at your left? I'm event. laughing because Ken sounds like an insult, like Karen or Chad. <laughs> like, oh, I had a real Ken come in the I store today. So few Kens in real life. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, they don't – they kind of, like, assume that you as the girl, presumably, who is playing with Barbie, presumably, yeah. that you don't I had to want... steal your Barbie sometimes because Spider-Man didn't have a Mary Jane. Right. Like, they, they, they assume you don't want the male characters or you want, like, one of them. You know, yeah. I don't have a Luke Skywalker doll. I had only Padme. And that's also comes down to even if they didn't make them, yeah. if they did make them, you know, that also comes down to people buying those things for you. Like they assume that you just want if the, I'm if the I woman. can play devil's advocate real yeah. quick. I do have a Barbie version of Luke Skywalker. He's not a brand name Barbie because I think Hasbro made the toy and Barbie's mm-hmm. Mattel. But it's a it's a like 10 inch fashion doll of Luke. And I have one of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And um I I did, I did used to take their clothes off, but that's not important because they okay because the modern Star Wars dolls the um oh gosh forces of destiny their clothes are plastic you can't take them off you can take off like their boots or something we watched the Jenny Nicholson video I don't own the modern dolls but they have one of Luke now um they used to have only the women but they I have feel a like Kylo. under Padme she was just like an all like black body yes your pad i remember this right it was all black yeah, they she had the removable head they didn't make padme flesh color no they she had all black which is kind of cool actually because it looks like a mannequin then like a, a fashion yeah which mannequin. is like i think kind of was the idea that was an interesting doll oh. but and, and that was were, a cool doll i remember being very jealous like that was a pretty dope doll right she had like a velvety texture to her robe which like she did how and they got that to on her a doll. body a little i think like there was something or maybe not but i knew her hair the whole thing with the padme doll for anyone who doesn't know is that mm. you could style her hair in all these different ways and that was cool but it also knotted the hair very quickly and was really only good to play with for like one or two times because then her hair got very knotted and if you put her under your pillow she would take away all your worries what? <laughs> it's a worry, a worry, oh, man. worry doll. Yeah. Um, but even when they include a doll, you'll usually get like one, and they are the glam versions of them, which I get is kind of Barbie style. But there's something <laughs> off about it. And then again, with like even the Legos, like they don't make the regular Legos yes. of female characters. They have like the Lego girls, and yes. Now that being said, and they look different. It's a different style. Yes. That they make them. All in. I will say about the Lego mini dolls, which is the the technical term for the ones that are sculpted like people instead of the standard Lego figure. The only thing I will say is that for years Lego tried to tap into the quote unquote girl market mm-hmm. and they couldn't do it and it was never working and they could never get the demographic of girls increased. Um, and then after literal years and years of research, they came out with Lego Friends, which is the not the set based on the TV show Friends. Right. They did just announce they're doing a Seinfeld set, which is bonkers, because that's a show where they have a con a contest to see who can stop masturbating the longest. Like that shouldn't be a Lego set, but whatever. It, I'm sorry. There's a petition to get um like not a petition, like a voting thing on the Lego site to uh get Shit's Creek Lego figures. I would love that, but they would never. But what would they put on the box? Oh, it's like the motel. It looks cool. No, you can't have a Lego set that says shit. You on can the front say of it. shit. Even it's spelt with, an, with the C. Lego is not going to go Lego. But what's crazy is that this round of Lego ideas, which Mm -hmm. is how they get those weird sets. Literally, they picked to do Seinfeld and they rejected Ratatouille. (laughs) To be fair, how are you going to make the rat? Well, there's a Lego piece for a rat. You would just color it blue. This is ridiculous. You're not allowed to make new molds for Lego idea sets. Um, so you can't, like, if a character needs crazy hair, you just have to color another hair piece. Like, they did the Flintstones, and instead of making Flintstones Lego characters like they did for The Simpsons, they just printed this, the Flintstones faces. It's a weird system. The point is, Molly, <laughs> um, 
with Lego, I will say that so the Lego Friends was based on research and it is very popular. And so clearly little girls do respond to that. If only little girls respond to it, I don't know. And if little girls don't respond to regular Lego, I don't know. Um, a friend of mine is uh, has turned 21 this year and has just gotten into Lego and she is fucking nuts for Lego. She is it's weird and, it's weird she's not fucking nuts for lego friends yes which might well, but the work, bricks are the same which look it, she's honestly, not in it for the character it might work for little children because of the fact that at this point in time society has been so yes gender pushed in the and yeah. all of these things which I, that's a whole topic we don't need to get into but i do think that the fact is that like they just straight up won't include those characters in the standard lego set that i think is like yeah. a problem i mean i also think that lego when you look at the the rendering of anatomy on a lego figure's body mm-hmm. there is a a higher percentage of like if you look at the women characters versus the men characters the men do typically have like cartoon bodies you know right. like batman has abs and a giant giant pectoral muscles and everything but there's a, a like a man character in like a business suit tends to have like a drawing of a business suit on him and a little bit of negative space to represent the fact that his body would go down and not shoot out the way a Lego body does. But women tend to have like curves drawn onto the body, which to be fair, it would be weird to ignore the fact that a lot of women have different body shapes than a lot of men. But it just feels weird to see a Lego figure with boobs drawn on yeah, it. And I'd, I've always it, felt I, this way. It's so weird, the boobs and the Lego Especially figures. Especially the Black Widow one from the Marvel movies. I'm not judging. It was just that I was 12 when the Avengers came out. So, like, and I got the Lego set for Christmas of, like, the Quinjet. And I just remember looking at it and being like, this is unseemly. This is, it feels wrong. Like, because the proportions, because they're Lego people, they could never have real people proportions. So it looks as if they have drawn, like, a stick figure with two circles on it and it just it looked weird to me as a kid it revealed like a lego figure shouldn't have cleavage i don't know if that's a bad thing to say i don't know if that's offensive i just don't feel like the body type lends to it great i don't mind the cleavage as much as when (laughs) they just draw the like use on the outfit it looks ridiculous little u-shaped boobs and not every outfit a woman wears accents her boobs yes and so not every Lego outfit that a woman wears needs to have well, them. Yes. And so to be fair, something like Wild Style from the Lego movie, Lucy, she doesn't have her boobs drawn onto her body. She just has the shape of hips right. drawn on the figure. But like Emmett doesn't have the shape of a of a more masculine body on him. Well, and men have hips. Like Yes. Oh no. <laughs> men have hips I, for listen, days. I know that I describe myself a lot on this podcast, but when I use the phrase childbearing hips to describe myself. He's got them. Ladies, men, non-binary people. Yeah, I got them. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Molly soul leave her body while did. I did that. Did. that was, I'm sorry, everyone. You can cancel the podcast. That's okay. I just think that. That toys get sexist. Toys are very sexist. Toys are not representative mm-hmm. and i don't know like it just it's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way something about that you know yeah. i i you listen, and i this is a, a growing we, up as children we had this we very much i think danny and i have always kind of hated gender stereotypes not to be like we hated gender stereotypes before it was cool but like not like that yeah like just we do like we 
Because I hate men. Because Danny needed uh, somebody to be Mary Jane, so he okay. needed the Barbie doll. It was either Barbie or the one rescue hero whose name was Wendy, I think. There was there was a line of figures called yeah. rescue heroes, and they were like firefighters and mountain climbers or whatever the hell. I fucking love the rescue heroes. They were these huge bulky figures. And one of the firefighters was named Wendy, and yeah. she had like short red hair. So that was... Excuse me. That was Mary Jane a lot of the time because like and and then it was weird to have a Mary Jane who was a completely different art style than Spider-Man. But whatever. Still, it, it, you did what you had to do to survive. I did what I had to do to uh, survive. But like that's the thing is like show. rescue heroes are very much a boy toy. And so <laughs> <laughs> you said that like you were in the Devil Wears Prada. A boy, boy toy. toy. Yes. And that's not blue. I enjoyed playing blue. with the rescue heroes, but I was yeah. never going to get a rescue hero for mm-hmm. a holiday or something like. Well, also you liked Star Wars, and people wouldn't give you Star Wars. Okay, stuff for so this Christmas. is my pet peeve, guys. So I don't know if you know this, but I I'm older than Danny, and we have another. Molly is a withered old crow. We have another brother, and I'm older than him too, and so I, as the oldest, liked pretty much everything first. I would say I, I'm going to make that that bold claim because i was around first so i liked star wars but i wasn't like you know obsessed i just liked star wars and i had like some random star wars merchandise including a sleeping bag and a jar jar binks doll thing mabob it was an alarm clock also i don't know that's a story for another day yeah, but this I, is a talking jar jar i liked alarm. star wars and but nobody really got me star wars things except that but then as soon as danny and ryan liked star wars they got everything and now yes was danny obsessed yes so i get getting danny everything but ryan was a child who like barely knew much about star wars he was just kind of there for the green lightsaber and 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 kit fisto like he just kind of liked it he did love kit fisto for some reason and they would give them everything and they would both get it and it would be like a present like for danny to share with ryan and i was like Mm -hmm. why not for danny to share with molly who also yeah like Ryan and I, Star would, Wars. we had we had galactic heroes, which were these tiny little guys with no articulate. They're just these little figures, and I love them. And I saw one in the box the other day. I went to the comic shop is reopened and is social distanced, and there's never oh, more shit, than two people. Go there, sorry. There's never more than two people in the comic shop on a given day, so <laughs> you're fine anyway. Like you don't come in contact with people. The guy behind the the desk is is very good about keeping his distance, so I do feel safe going there because mm-hmm. there's nobody around. <laughs> And so I, I go there to pick up comics and stuff and, um, you know, because otherwise that store will close. I might <laughs> I might be keeping them afloat. <laughs> but anyway, I saw that they had a set of Galactic Heroes in the box and these were the most wonderful little toys. They're maybe an inch and a half tall. I uh, had, yeah, I had maybe a hundred of them. Yeah. They were like crack to me. I have like every they have the one weird, of those things. ones with the weird stands, yes. right? Where they're like standing, like, yeah, with their they're feet all squatting, out. yeah. And it was a the women in that toy line were messed up because they were so tiny you couldn't like play with them. Like Princess Leia doesn't have feet; she's just a she's so tiny and small. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I don't think I ever managed to find a Padme, but they did make a Padme anyway. Not important. So, um, I found one of those in the box the other day and I was so close to buying it, but it was one I already had. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to own it again because I love them and I thought maybe I'll be happy again if I buy this. And I then I realized like I'll never be happy. <laughs> but like it was it was the Obi-Wan Kenobi and Django Fett and that was like my favorite one as a kid because Django Fett- You don't Fett, still have them? I do. Oh. In a box. Yeah. Um, not When I say in a box, I'd like to be clear. A normal person at this age that I am would have them in a box like in a closet somewhere or in an attic- it's on my dresser in my room. It's just sitting there. I just and you were still gonna buy another one, even though you had I it. Thought right there? it would be cool to have it in, like you know. I don't keep toys in the box. I'm not one of those people who's like, I need it mint on card or whatever. 
I don't know why I'm mocking them like my interests are any less stupid, but I like having things to display. I like having desk knickknacks and things like that. But yeah, I, my galactic hero. I like I loved those things. Oh, but yes, we would get those for every birthday. I remember trading some of them with Ryan so he could have Kit Fisto and I could have whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I loved those. Ryan has the Boba Fett those eight inch dolls I was talking about where yeah. I would remove Luke Skywalker's clothing because I I'm a I'm a you know anyway. And uh and and Ryan had Boba Fett, which mm-hmm. was the coolest one to have, and he had the Jawas and everything. And Ryan doesn't care about Boba Fett. Right. Ryan doesn't care about any of this. He's like he enjoys Star Wars as much as the next guy, but like it wasn't I his know, he's, thing. He's pretty proud of the Jawa display. I feel like he does love the Jawas because it's funny that he has the Jawas. <laughs> it's, it's very he has more than one Jawa. It is objectively funny that they gave him these two Jawas <laughs> for his birthday or whatever. But yeah, no, like <laughs> thinking about how he's a grown person and on his desk he just has these two Jawas, and they're like the most detailed action figures in the world. They're really nice. Yes, and but they didn't. People didn't foster your interest no, because but, they were. And boy the things. only Star Wars thing I ever got was the. Padme doll, yes. and it's like okay, so you which could was recognize... from Phantom Menace, maybe. Uh, so that would have been around the same time as the Jar Jar clock. No, I, I know that it was. I'm gonna look. I got Padme. that. For, I'm pretty sure it was Revenge of the Sith. Well, that was late in the game, um, but I, I don't know. I feel like that's around the time when I got it because I the Phantom Menace was before you guys were born. I did not have that back then. Um, but yeah, like I did not Is it this one. Yes, that one. I think. Okay, well, that's from Phantom Menace. It says. But well, it could be. I could have gotten it later in the game. Then I don't know what. Wow, it this is. is a cool doll. Yeah, That's it was a cool dope. doll. But I look at all the different ways you could do her hair. You could do her hair very, like literally every way. But also, like you couldn't if you're a child trying to do this for the record. Like it was hard. Ooh, someone painted it to look exactly like Natalie Portman. I'm not comfortable. Like they went in and well, they... her forehead's way too big on that. I feel like. Maybe they just painted it and they didn't resculpt it. Here, I don't this know. one, this one's a little. Yeah, that's better. It's kind of creepy. Um. Anyway, make a doll look like a. Doll. But yeah, like, I, and that, and this is just a greater issue with society at large. Things like this. This also happened to me with fucking Harry Potter, and I didn't really think Harry Potter was like a gender-based thing, but I guess like maybe the world kind of did at the time. I don't know because I liked Harry Potter, and then because Danny and Ryan liked Harry Potter, they end up getting all these Harry Potter things, and I did not, and it was a little upsetting um but i think harry potter has escaped that i just think there was a time where you know because harry is the lead and then you've got ron and then i feel like hermione is the third you know i did have a hermione doll though that came with a cat you had a the flying car right you had the flying car i never played with it i thought it was yours no you had the flying car and i think we pretended it was the mystery machine after the mystery machine (laughs) broke I think we put the Scooby-Doo action figures in there. That's such a real childhood thing to do. Like, I love, that's such a, like, an accurate, like, ah, the mystery machine. The door came off the mystery machine. Okay, I guess the flying car's the mystery machine. (laughs) That's what I think, unless it went the other way and the flying car broke and we used the mystery machine. But I'm pretty sure the mystery machine broke and we used it. I remember being devastated when the back door came off the mystery machine. Okay, so the mystery machine did break. So that is what happened. We did use the flying car then. I love those Scooby-Doo toys. I don't know. I know that we still have the flying car, I think. It's in with my Barbie cars, I think. Oh, my God, yeah. It was a large car. I think it was for Hermione. No, no, it was not. I know it was mine, apparently, but I thought it was the same scale. Was it for the six-inch ones then? Yeah, maybe it did. I always thought of Harry. This is weird. Maybe this is a weird perspective, but I always thought Harry Potter was like a, 
a pretty popular with girls. Like as a as a kid, I remember girls liking. Harry I Potter remember more girls personally liking Harry Potter than boys. But it was marketed at boys. You think? I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying pers- that one. I think might could just even be an our family yeah. thing. Well, at any rate, but I don't know. We should. We, I mean, we're it's canceled now. So Harry turns Potter's out us buying canceled. that toys was empowering a, a monster. <laughs> turns out we shouldn't have bought those toys because so, it made Joanna into a goddamn well, millionaire, or is it Joanne? I don't know. We just say JK. She's JK. Um, I wish she was just kidding about being a monster. I liked those books. (laughs) (laughs) We could still like Harry Potter. She's already rich. We're not doing anything else. You know what I mean? Like I know, but I'm not going to buy those Harry Potter Lego sets now. I mean, granted, I already. I listen. I have the 2011 Hogwarts. I wasn't going to buy the new one, but you know, I think I'll take down my Lego Hogwarts. Honestly, it makes me sad to look at it. I don't know, man. Maybe I'll build a cool new castle. I don't have time to build Legos. I'm an adult. That's a lie. Both both halves of that are a lie. Age wise, yes. Mentally, no. Uh, I don't know. Toys. They Toys. made us happy, but they made us sad. <laughs> Merchandising is just it, we need to as a society. To, yeah. You know, one. I think we need if we're gonna be a fucking capitalistic society. Give me more merchandise. Why do we have to? Like, <laughs> no. Okay, that's a debate for another day. Right now, we're a capitalistic society, mm-hmm. and you want me to buy things? Give me the things that I want to buy. This comes back to our conversation the other day. You know, give me my Emperor's New Groove merch. Give me my Hercules merch. A Cusco fashion doll would sell in the millions. And an Yzma twice as much. Absolutely. Yzma has so many looks, like so many iconic looks. And the best part is, unlike Padme, she doesn't have any hair. So you're not even wrangling with that. You know, it's like she's going to have a head and you can put all the different hats with the feathers i bumped the mic a little i did that before with the feathers and like literally yzma is so iconic i don't know how you would put a dress on an action figure that had like her sort of strange hip shape but whatever Mm -hmm. god toys toys i love action figures and stuff but i don't buy them that much because a they're all twenty dollars now there there are no fifteen dollar or ten dollar action figures anymore and two it's like i think i said a and two (laughs) a two brute no um I just feel like I, I don't buy them as much, A, because of that, and B, because, like, I don't need, like, I have a tiny little rubber Captain America. Like, as far as tchotchkes go, I don't feel the need to have, like, the six-inch version of everything unless it's, like, Lois Lane or Mary Jane or something interesting to me. Like, that Alfred, which I'm really going to buy. Like, I want that. I don't buy action figures. I've never really been into action figures. Um, who knows? Maybe it was because of how I was raised to be a girl. Yeah. Um, but I... I did have a lot of Barbies of random characters and definitely a lot of iterations of Barbies, but I- yeah, You never opened that, Daphne. It was in the box. We were going through your toys okay, to Okay, that sell. is a story for another time about my mother. Oh, no, that actually is crazy. Yeah, no, I would have opened that. that doll for the record. <laughs> you would have opened every- Yeah, I would have opened every fucking yeah, toy. Yeah, our mom, look, how long is this podcast right now? 204. Okay, well, <laughs> this will be the last story I tell and you can wrap up whatever you want. Um, our mom- for a time, when we were youth, in the office space of our house, she kept this, like, pile of toys that were meant to, like, be given to other children or something. No, no, no. So what happened was that we had gotten – well, look, not that we were spoiled, but, you know, we got a lot of toys. We did have a large family. And so we – for a while, my mom, I guess, put the toys away, some of them, because it was, like – she she didn't want us to open all of them at once or something. Like, I guess maybe because, you know, sometimes one space-wise, you might not have room for all the toys to be open and everywhere. And two, like, 
kids kind of get bored of things once they open them. So then maybe she wanted us to have get them again later. I don't know. But it became to a point where we didn't ever open the toys that were locked away. Locked away sounds wrong, but they kind of were. Um, so we never opened them. So I never opened my Scooby-Doo, Daphne, Barbie doll. There was like a Rescue Heroes playset in there that I was never allowed to open. I don't know. Anyway, we we don't need to get into all of that no, crazy. It was just a weird but thing. But it's just to... a weird thing. And and they're yeah. still in there, like for the record. Like they're still in the office. I am looking to sell some of them. This um, is oh yeah, if you want to buy like a Daphne Scooby Doo Barbie, shit, man. We'll say you we'll say you Daphne. Yeah. Actually I might buy that from you. No. <laughs> um so this is the Alfred real quick, just bring it all the way back to the top. Mm-hmm. This is the Alfred with the multiple heads. We've got the one from the sixties TV show is uh-huh. the mustache. I like that. Nineties movie Alfred, and then yeah. that's him as the supervillain. Well the supervillain um, one's definitely creepy, so they're yeah. succeeding there. And he of course comes with an arm of killer oh, he comes with a little Batman mask that's like been taken off someone's head so he can like put it on the train mm-hmm. or whatever. It's very cute. Um, anyway, toys. Anyway, well, yeah. So I don't collect sexism. action figures, no. but I am really into the Funkos, and um, I am enjoying that. And I thought I would never get this into them, but I am very into them. And if anyone out there has the Llama Cusco Funko, not regular Cusco, I've got regular Cusco, but there is a Llama Cusco out there, and I didn't buy it one day when I had seen it because I was like, I just gotten a bunch of stuff. I was like, oh, I'll come back like in a few days, and I came back in a few days. This is years ago now, and it was gone, and I've never found a Llama Cusco since. So please, if you have a Llama Cusco that you want to part with, I will buy it. I would like to say that Llama Cusco Funko is some sort of tongue twister in the <laughs> yeah, movie. absolutely. Yeah, Lama Cusco Funko Pop is uh, my new <laughs> it's my new uh, all girl roller derby team, and what Lama Cusco Funko Pop offers is sort of a, a friendly uh, beating um, that we we deal to the other people out there on the roller right. derby. Right. Um, God, I had one last thing to say and I can't remember it anymore. What a shame. Action figures, toys. They promote oh, sexism. Yeah, um, I was uh, Paul Dini. Racism. Paul Dini, beloved writer, co-creator of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. He had a show on Cartoon Network called Tower Prep, and they were going to cancel it because – they did end up canceling it, by the way. But they were going to cancel it because there was this notion that the show – the show was getting decent enough ratings, but it was getting equal ratings of boys and girls. Like women were watching the show about as much as boys, if not mm. more. Okay. Right? And this was a problem, Cartoon Network felt, because they thought that the girls would not buy any toys – based on the show. Now this is weird because it was a live action mystery show where where they're solving mysteries at like a prep school. It was not a very it didn't seem like there what would be any toys. Again? Tower prep? I remember the show you're describing, but I'm yeah. not remembering that name for some reason. Um God, I hope I have the name right. Uh anyway, but like it didn't sure seem like there would be a ton of toys based on the show. Um but he was like was Ryan his, into that for a little bit? I think so, yeah. But he, his confusion, as he put it, was like, well, why don't you just sell them something else? If you really can't convince a girl to buy a toy, and you can, but if you really can't convince a girl to buy a toy, sell them a shirt. Sell them a, a bag. Sell them something else. Like the Powerpuff Girls was one of the most profitable animated shows in history because you could put the Powerpuff Girls on anything and people, including Molly, would buy it. Yeah. And Molly did have action figures of the Powerpuff Girls. Granted, I, I wouldn't I call wouldn't... them action figures. They were figures. They moved a little. Their legs kicked. And you kind could, of. couldn't you swivel their arm? You could turn their head back and forth. You could at least. turn. You know, it could turn. You could turn Blossom's ponytail upside down. 
I used to do that all the time. I would steal, <laughs> I would steal the blossom time. toy and I would just spin the ponytail yeah. in the back. And you could turn um, uh, Bubbles' pigtails around yes, too. Yes, there was articulation on the hair. Weird, but yeah. Well, because yeah. you can't really like move their yeah. heads the there, way it's they were a shaped. Design and, well, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing with that is like, and this always bothered me again with like, again, the gendering of toys a little bit is that the spy toys in like the toy store mm-hmm. were always near the, the quote unquote boy section. Yeah. And that was always kind of like annoying. Now, I didn't want pink spy gear because let me be clear, aside from totally spies, pink spy gear is incredibly impractical because that will stand out when you are trying to blend in. So I'd like to make that clear. But even something down to like that, it's a basic toy that boys and girls could use equally. That was definitely more marketed toward boys. And that's the way it always is. If they want something, you know, and it's this problem, a larger problem with all representation is that the question that executives always ask is why is this person X, Y, or Z. You know, mm-hmm. why is this character a woman? Mm-hmm. They don't do anything girly. It's like, well, no, it's like, why is the character a man? Why is this character Asian? They don't do anything Asian. Well, no, they're, why would they be white? You know, it's this literally, it's asking, they always ask creative people to prove a negative. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why, why is this toy have a girl on the box? Boys won't buy it if there's a girl on the box. You know, wh- why is uh, why why does this show have to be about a woman? Why does this show have to be about a black person? Why does this show have to be about uh, gay people? You know, because it is. Like, it, 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 you shouldn't have to. Yeah, like, those people are real, too. It's this crazy notion that, like, well, the most marketable things are the things with the white men, the cisgender white men who are straight. Like, you know. But that also, though, like, even, like, obviously, things are going to be marketed with white men on them. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that they shouldn't be. But there is some kind of barrier that you kind of internalize of like, maybe this toy isn't for me. Like, I would still buy a toy if there was a boy on the cover if I wanted the toy. But there is a lot of people out there who wouldn't feel like they should. And there's certainly, definitely, with the toxic masculinity of today's society, if a girl is on the box, a boy very well might not buy it. Or more likely, someone would not buy it for a boy. Yeah, no, people will go, oh, God. This is a, this is a very um, let's say interesting story. Um, I I heard this. Uh, a friend of mine was at a, a birthday party for a little kid, and uh, the grandmother of this little kid walked up to the the child's mother and said, "I'm I'm sorry. Um, I, the the doll I couldn't find the right one, so I just got the one that they had at the store." And they go, "Oh, what do you mean?" And they go, "Well, it's the the Doc McStuffins doll. I couldn't I couldn't find a white one. I had to buy the the one that was a black girl." And the mom of this little child had to explain, like, "Doc McStuffins is black. <laughs> like, there's oh no white Doc McStuffins." <laughs> like, just because that's how people are trained to think, like the My American Girl doll or whatever it was called. Yeah, uh, that's what it was called. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, like, you know, they're trained to like. You buy the one that looks like the little girl. You buy them their own doll. And it's like this little girl loved Doc McStuffins. Right. Like it was a Doc McStuffins party. And they were like, I, I couldn't find the white one for her. Well, like as if the little girl could baby like the dolls. One. And I get that in the idea of you want to have, obviously, dolls that match everybody, dolls for everyone. And yes. that's great. And you should. But there is a little bit of that idea in that if I'm making a doll that looks like everyone, yeah. I only get the doll that looks like well, that's me. The thing is, I I'm, definitely, like, I absolutely had tons of baby dolls. I was definitely never given a baby doll a baby that was not color, white. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is it was like, hard enough to get a boy baby doll. And I only, you could only get the boy baby doll in the set of twins from American Girl. Yeah. That's the only My American Boy. <laughs> that's the only My American Boy. And it's like, I... 
and it, it, it really obviously like when we can get into the, obviously the fact that all the babies are gendered although i will say yeah. this the cabbage patch babies they're the cabbage patch kids they're the cabbage patch Not kids the cabbage patch girls are the and cabbage patch boys. While, while there are boys and girls in the, those sets like let's be real a lot of them could be gender neutral if yeah, you're going because they it. don't really look they don't have real oh i got so the babies don't have like real bodies you know like they're well they're cabbage patch babies yeah i oh my god the other day i was someone posted on twitter a clip from the fairly odd parents that was from years ago that show's not on anymore obviously but it was it was um like mocking gender non-binary people and it was like a little girl and she has a gender neutral baby doll and like it's called like gender neutral jesse and they call it it instead of they and and the doll is it doesn't go mama dada it goes mama dada parental guardian like it's it's that thing that TV shows always do where they mock a level of progressiveness that doesn't exist in society. Mm. It drives me nuts. It's like that fucking stupid episode of The Office, which everyone likes to pretend is the greatest sitcom in the world. A stupid episode of The Office where they can't say uh, Christmas party and they have to say holiday party because of corporate or whatever the fuck. And it's like... That's not a real level of progressiveness. Nobody actually enforces a rule about saying holiday instead of Christmas. Right. If you work at a Starbucks and you say Merry Christmas, maybe your manager pulls you aside and goes, we say happy holidays. But if you keep doing it, your manager doesn't actually stop you. No one's ever been fired for saying Merry Christmas. Like – it's annoying. Right. And it is a joke that creeps into everywhere. Those stupid idiot Geico cavemen commercials were were jokes about like it's offensive that they're saying it's so easy a caveman could do it. Like think about that. Think about the joke being made there is that this group of people finds the representation of them in the commercial offensive. And and they clearly represent some kind of minority, the cavemen, who within the logic of those Geico commercials were real people. You know, so easy a caveman could do it and they would see those posters and go like, that's offensive. That's a stereotype. And we're supposed to be laughing at the fact that they're being mocked. We're supposed to laugh at the fact that the cavemen are protesting for their rights. Mm. We're supposed to laugh at the fact that the cavemen are taking offense at stereotypes. Think about that. Every joke like this is just conditioning in some way to make uh, you go like, it's so ridiculous. The political correctness has gone mad. See, we don't think about things like this when in a movie somebody goes like, I'll have you, you know, we don't like the term elf. We prefer the term tiny American. Think about how often you've heard a variation on that joke where it's like, we don't like the term whatever. We prefer blah, blah, American. How often have you heard that? That is mocking black people for preferring the term African-American, which some people do. Like it, those jokes bug the shit out of me because they're not funny and they exist to mock something that doesn't exist, which is a society progressive enough to actually make changes in its language. Thank you for coming to my last oh minute my TED God. talk in this episode about action figures. Yeah, you know, I, I don't – it's tough because – the Geico commercials were funny. Um, <laughs> what? No one's no no Geico commercial. I'm backing no. off the mic so I can yell. There's no such thing as a funny insurance no. commercial. I do. There's think, literally no such I thing. I think it started and ended with the caveman. I found him funny. We, no, there were me- you forget. There were like a dozen cavemen. Yes, I remember. And oh, I don't... Were, those commercials were on every five minutes. I yeah. couldn't watch Phineas and Ferb without I... seeing a Geico caveman commercial. I enjoyed the ca- the caveman commercials. And I really enjoyed when they eventually brought him back. I enjoyed the caveman. But I see your point of what the joke is like actually on. And it's crazy. There's probably many, many, many jokes. Yeah. 
of similar veins about many other things that I've not even thought about. Um, yeah, that's action figure for sure. Oh, action figures. Um, yeah, anyway. There are no gender-neutral baby dolls. Nobody is doing that. The world might actually be a better place if we made some kind of progress in that way. There are no toys of non-binary characters. There are not enough toys of people of color. How many young children of color had to settle for having toys that were of white people? I did? I did. Oh, okay. Like, you know, it just it's annoying to me that people like to mock this and pretend like it's a it's a thing and it just This ugh. is my this is my pretend capitalism theory. Again, if we want people to buy things, yeah. why do we not give them options of things to buy that's the thing is uh is is what's it called um supply and demand isn't that like the fucking basic principle of this stupid economic system if yes the reason that dolls of white people or action figures of white men are the most marketable is because yes we have come to want those because that's all that's been marketed for so long of course you haven't had an equal market for these other toys And they should. And I want toys also, of everything. And not just toys. I want everything. You want your, you want your I want so much merch. If you're going to make me be in the capitalist society, give me things I want to buy so that I can contribute and make them affordable so that I will buy more of them. God bless. God Amen. bless America. Yeah, I don't know. Not to get Drives political. You know, we're not supposed to get political. Danny, that's your whole Molly, thing. Molly, you were like, don't get political in the podcast. Molly, all and I then every time you get political. I just start screaming from the balcony. <laughs> Like Mussolini. No, not like Mussolini. Uh, what should I? we ask from the viewers? Um, mm. Do you have a favorite action figure? Send me a picture of the worst action figure you've ever seen. The worst toy you've ever Ooh, seen. Oh, yeah. I love those. I love it's, dumb looking uh, toys. I'm going to give a spoiler alert. The worst looking one is the doll of Emma Watson from the live action Beauty and the Beast because that looks nothing like her. She's Man, a beautiful person s- and that doll is a monster. You can still get those at five below. Like, I'm not yeah. even kidding. Like, $3, they'll sell you. An, and I've thought about it. Like, Maybe just to have, like, just because I can, like, for <laughs> three dollars. this history. <laughs> maybe I'll send them. Maybe, I don't know if Emma Watson takes fan mail. I assume not. She doesn't like to disclose her location because she's had to deal with a lot of stalking in her life. But you know what? Maybe if I, like, find her at a Comic-Con or something, I'll be like, I bought a doll of you. And I'll throw it at her. And she'll be like, I have these. And just throw it back at me. She'll be like, I don't want them either. They don't look anything <laughs> like me. I have one that looks like me. No, thank you. And she'll throw it back at you. And I'll be like, your British accent is a lot less authentic. <laughs> Does someone dub you in movies? I don't um, know what you're talking about, Governor. <laughs> it's me, Emma Watson. Send us the worst toy you've ever seen in yeah, your life. Yeah, send us the worst te- toy you've ever seen in your life. If you have any nude uh, paintings of superheroes or Luke Skywalker, you could just uh, send those my way. Uh, okay. Um, um, if you have any news for us, anything you wanted us to know about, tell us. You know, if you have any housekeeping, don't you tell Mark tell us Hamill on. I used to undress his doll. Alec Guinness is dead. Is, He's not going to find out. But I'm if, so well, what was weird was that Obi Wan and Luke had the Dude. same body, so they were both really muscular. <laughs> which, like, don't get me wrong, Luke, sure. I don't uh-huh. think. I think if Alec Guinness dropped that robe, we would not be seeing. <laughs> you don't know, Danny. I'm Maybe ripped, it was Luke. accurate. <laughs> um, How much can you lift? Oh, tweet us or DM us, or I guess if you really want, email us photos of glasses you want Danny to wear. Oh, yes, yes. Different styles of glasses. I'm really in the market for something to cover up this whole face. I'd like to see that. Um, Sorry you had to hear that. That was my chair squeaking. He's getting another pair of glasses. I'm getting a different pair of fake glasses that I like to wear. Yeah, those look better on you. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, I got to find something that looks like these because these frames are are actually broken. Oh, they're a little small. Yes, I I need to replicate this look with glasses. Um, He's wearing rounder glasses now, just so you know. Yeah, they're not these aviator types with the extra bar across the top. Um, 
yeah, anyway, thanks for listening to The Pants Are Too Tight. Um, you know. What do we want to fade out over? What uh-huh. do you think? We're going to put a toy commercial up at the front, I think. What do we want to... Uh, we can't do Toys R Us Kid. I don't remember what you sang that. in this one. Um, I sang a lot of shit in this episode. But I don't know what you sang that we deleted. Follow me home. No. My God. No. If you dare to... No. Sorry. That's a song from the Cats movie. Not in the play. Um, oh, no. Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't have a fade out. Dig a little deeper. Um, mm, um, maybe. Maybe dig a little deeper. Um, um, I want it to be toy specific though. Toy specific, a toy song. G.I. Joe, the Rescue Heroes song. Oh, was there a Rescue Heroes song? I think there was. All right, I'm well, if confident. you're hearing a Rescue Heroes song, then there is one. If you don't hear it, I don't know. Put in a Barbie song. Yeah, but not Barbie girl. La Poly. I'll put in the Polly Pocket song. <laughs> <laughs> Polly Pocket, it is. Oh, Good night, okay. everybody.